My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Lana. All right, and those are the only voices you're going to hear today because Corbs is too busy playing golf, and apparently Jack is still vacationing with his boy uh, friends in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. That sounds like such a nice place, Paul. I'm sure it is. Ocean City in Maryland. I should not click my pen while we're recording. No, you should not. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to put it out there because I know that Jack listens to every episode, so he will at least hear himself being bashed upon. We all know Corbs doesn't even bother to listen to Corbs. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can't, but playing golf is more important. Can't you golf on a Sunday? Well, that's when I do it. That's how I oh. avoid church. Um, you're already smarter than Corbs. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> is that ever a question? <laughs> oh, no, not really. All right. But that does mean we have Lana here this week. Say hello, Lana. Hi. Yeah, and... Uh, She's just going to dazzle us with her wit right off the bat. Yep, that. yep, look at that. That talk you had? Working out great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, folks, what's got you geeked? Well, I am geeked about uh, something that kind of made me ungeeked a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw on the news, but... The executive producer of uh, Arrow has been uh, publicly talking about bringing in Matt Ryan to play Constantine on the show next year. Uh, I guess they're going to delve into a little more of the supernatural elements of the DC Universe in Arrow uh, in Season 4. And while it's sad that uh, Constantine didn't continue in a format all on its own, it's first of all exciting to, to see Constantine continue in some way. Second of all, he mentioned waiting for actor schedules to make it happen, which must mean they're talking about bringing Matt Ryan in. That means we have a persistent actor playing Constantine in the DC televised universe. That also means, who knows? I, mean, I was hoping the CW might pick them, pick them, the show up from NBC. If it ends up being a hit when he guest stars, maybe he'll become more of a regular star on the show. Maybe he'll join Legends of Tomorrow. Maybe CW will be like, yeah, you know what? Let's give him a TV show. Regardless, Constantine lives. And uh, that has definitely got me beat. Yes, it's very exciting. I saw that news, too. I think Arrow's a weird fit for it with just the theme of the show, but hey, anywhere we can get him back in. Yeah, because he was, he was fantastic. I mean, you can say what you want about Constantine, the show's flaws. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. But, I mean, I can watch something. I'm, I'm a diehard Supernatural fan. I can watch a show that has serious flaws. <laughs> it's still love, okay? <laughs> uh, but every show takes time to, to get its feet. Now, you look at Hannibal, which is critically acclaimed right now, and Brian Fuller can't keep that on TV. Right. You know, that, that's canceled now. Uh, it's got its third season, and that's it. 
Uh, and he shopped it around to Netflix. If Brian Fuller can't get uh, Cannibal on Netflix or Hulu, then Constantine never really stood a chance, regardless of what we thought. Right. Uh, he's got a lot more power. But the character was pretty much perfectly uh, embodied in Matt Ryan's portrayal. And it'd be sad to lose that. Now, they've talked about wanting to do some DC Dark Universe stuff. I know Del Toro's no longer attached to Dark Universe, or Justice League Dark, whatever they were going to call it. Uh, but with DC kind of doing... Uh, if, you, if you notice, and it, I, I kind of thought about this with all the stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. You've got your main tentpole DC stuff. You know, your Batman versus Superman. But then you look at Suicide Squad. They're keeping it the same universe, but it's kind of off on the side. And I'm wondering if maybe that's kind of what they're going to do now. Kind of like a Marvel has had their Guardians of the Galaxy and their Ant-Mans and, and get things like that. That would be a smart way for DC to build the universe. They can't do the prequel movies but they can do all these side stories that involve some pretty rich characters. Like, you know, Suicide Squad originally, you know, didn't have some of the characters that are in the movie, but they're putting some of those high-profile characters in there to draw people into seats. Uh, that's a smart way to build the universe. I can't believe I'm saying that about DC. <laughs> smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's good to have a, a person playing the definitive Constantine. Even if you're not going to give him his own show, it opens you up to things like Swamp Thing and Zatanna and all the other, you know, characters that go along with that side of the DC universe. Maybe they don't want to use him now, but they want to use him later. It's a good vehicle to introduce those. And I think that Arrow, while originally wanting to be grounded in reality, has found that once the addition of the Flash, I think, really kicked it off, they kind of have to go in the other direction. It's a comic book show. It's now going to feel more like a comic book show, and I'm okay with that. Oh, without a doubt. And I think I saw with the numbers and the acclaim that Flash was getting that, you know, it's okay to go that route. You don't have to be Batman with a bow. Yeah. So, which which is definitely cool with me. And I'm sure you're going to get into it later on when you discuss new stuff. But uh, I like a lot of the stuff I'm hearing coming out about the next season of Arrow. I am excited about what I, I'm seeing. Uh, interestingly enough, I didn't realize when... Uh, they name-dropped Damien Dark last year that he was going to end up being a main protagonist. Um, protagonist. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is Saturday morning, folks. I have had a kale shake and half a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, and I'm not talking about the next season of Barrel all that much. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, kind of blew up my spot there. Though. Sorry. We can talk about it if you want. Sure. Do we want to? We'll, we'll, we come Wait, back sorry. to it. We'll, we'll get back. through this first. Lana, what's got you geeked? I'm sorry. Did I just step all over you? Did you yeah, finish it, that? It, it's okay. I'm pretty big. There are places you didn't step. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my favorite character, supervillain, is Harley Quinn, and I'm excited to see how um, Margot Ro Ro Robbie. I, I can't see him. <laughs> Margot Robbie. <laughs> Okay, now she doesn't need notes. We need phonetic spelling. How do you phonetically spell stuff so that she pronounces it right? Should I have done M-A-R hyphen G-O? Yes. That's what I wrote. <laughs> she did. Oh she, my God. And she still flubbed it. <laughs> oh. Do you want to try that again? Okay, take two. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a no since she's geeking out over come, here. Come on, pull it together. Pull it together, you can do it. <laughs> Dead air, come on. Maybe not. Maybe not right now. <laughs> okay. I love Harley Quinn, and I'm excited to see how Margot Robbie portrays her in the new Suicide Squad movie. Got it. 
We waited all that time for that. At least we got to make fun of her. In, there wasn't an um or an ah in that sentence. I actually, so that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, made a coherent sentence. Congratulations. Let's see if we can make it two in your lifetime here by right. the end of the podcast. Um, no, I do just want to point out that her face is as red as her hair right now. <laughs> Except for her eyes. One well, is that's uh, true. Purple green and green. One is purple. Yes. Oh, Are we going back to the Avengers words, look? Words. No, it's supposed to be Joker. Oh. Okay. I can see that. The red hair throws it off. It's more like I, the... Uh, I know. The... the Dark Knight Rises shooter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I want it. Oh, too oh, soon? Really? That's oh, always yeah. too soon. No, it wasn't too oh. soon. Hey, just think about it. Because he did that, now we get to go to opening day movies the day before they come out. Then that kind of makes it the opening days are just Thursdays. A day before now, yes. I, except it's not a day before. It's just that's it's the opening the day. day. Yeah. yeah. Why, why are they still saying that, you know... Movies debut on like yeah man seven seventeen which was Friday. Well, we bought tickets for seven sixteen and seven thirty at night. So how does that work? Well, the only you know I, I would have to bet that's actually less motivated by uh by uh, Mr. Holmes there and more uh, motivated by the fact. Okay, you and I probably went to a lot of midnight premieres after that shooting incident. I actually stopped. I, I that, that just really bothered me. Not that I think someone's going to come to Syracuse and do that, but. It, it really bothered me because I mean, we're talking about comic book geeks and stuff going to see movies. That's awful. I mean, that's like like shooting up a school or something. You know, we're, we're harmless. Leave us alone. <laughs> right. Um, but if you move that time back, there's a lot of people who will not go to see like those people in the theater. Ant Man was not packed when we saw it. This oh, movie. absolutely not. But those are people who probably would not have stayed up till midnight to watch Ant Man. They were like, you know what, I'd like to see the movie. I don't feel like on midnight. Friday's going to be busy. But oh, Thursday at 7.30? I can do that. Uh, I mean, I, that's definitely, if that had been a midnight premiere, I don't know that I would have made it. I would not have went at midnight. I haven't yeah. done a midnight premiere in a long time now. So it's a smart move by the, the theaters, not only because it gets people who uh, really want to see the movie but might not stay up that late, but anything that extends your box office. I mean, remember, they call the weekend that first week. If you open on a Wednesday, it's still weekend. That counts for the total box office numbers. The bigger the numbers, the better things are for the studio. Definitely. How does a Wednesday count as a weekend? It does in the movies. Just like in radio, a week is Monday through Friday. Oh. And the weekends are a completely different beast. Also in radio, you should talk into a microphone. Yeah? Just saying. Oh. <laughs> am, I, am I not close enough to the mic? This is compelling stuff. No, we're good. Now that you're actually looking towards the mic. What What do you mean? Just don't go like this. Oh. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we are We are not gonna rate well with them because it just seems like we're bullying the poor kid over here. Uh, well, well, see, there'd be something wrong with that if she wasn't my daughter. She's my daughter, so it's okay. Yeah. Aren't I here for you guys to make fun of me? Well, and then again, you're. We're kind of here for you to make fun of us too. Well, I, I can't really make fun of you guys because, like, you're you're in your element here. I'm not. I don't know how you could say it's not your element. You love this kind of stuff. You've never been into it. Uh, I do, but like, as I am, but yeah, I'm, I I I don't know all of this stuff that you guys know. So. I, oh, are you kidding? We bullshit our way through half of this. Yeah, really. Well. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bullshit my way through this and I'm not You know how you, you bullshit your way through something when you don't know a lot about it? 
notes. No, I, the notes. <laughs> She's so resistant to the notes. I know. <laughs> it's like a pen and a paper. It's like anthrax to her or something. I just, I really hate writing. Says the person who used to write One Direction fan fiction on her iPad. I will oh. eat your newborn child. <laughs> I don't have a newborn child. I will eat Avery. <laughs> if what? No. <laughs> I think he just embarrassed her. Shut up. Oh, I remember. What was that one story? Oh, boy. Shut up. Oh, you know, if, if I say this, though, she might not actually contribute to the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Don't give her embarrass a... her that bad. No, I'll wait for the mics are off. Give her a break, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punch you. Oh, yeah. So, what's got me geeked? Um, one Direction fan fiction. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really geeked, and it's, it's nothing that I don't think anyone sitting outside of this room right now would be as geeked for it. GeekPod is getting all new equipment. We have a, a, a secret benefactor who has bought us new shit. So starting with the next episode, you should hear different sound quality, hopefully better sound quality. And, uh, I mean, they're not going to see the cool mics, but... I'll Instagram it. Care. There you go. So, yeah, Instagram. Good I can't wait. I am so excited for this. And they're all being delivered, oddly enough, the day before my birthday. Happy birthday, so, Paul. Thank you. 38 years old this year. You can send presents to... No, I'm just kidding. Because by the time this comes out, it'll be after. <clears throat> so let's move on. So are we going to go into the news right now? Yes, sir. I, right. We still need a sounder for your Hughes News. We do. Well, I was thinking one of those... Dee, 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 <laughs> things... Um, you know, with the, the new microphones, I would actually uh, yes. wait. I, I need a. How does one? I need a pair of glasses. I the need Clark Kent glasses. glasses. Yeah, yes. wait. I have one. Sort of. My glasses are kind of like that, aren't they? Yes. Them out? Yeah. All right. We're gonna do a little something uh, different with the news this week. Uh, anybody who's ever paid attention during our show will definitely catch up on it. Uh, so bear with me here. This is a little new for me. So first of all, I got three things to talk about this week. First of all. Uh, we've got cute little names for the news. Now, after today, I'm not going to say we have cute little names for the news, but I took time figuring this out. So, let's get right into Amy Schumer does the Wookiee with a lightsaber. <laughs> Thursday afternoon, GQ, GQ magazine showed photos from their newest issue, which shows uh, Amy Schumer in sexual positions with Star Wars characters. You know, like uh, R2-D2, uh, C-3PO, things like that. Um, Lucasfilm is not happy. Uh, in a post on their official Twitter site, um, they say Lucasfilm and Disney didn't approve, or participate, or condone in the inappropriate use of our characters in this manner. Now, uh, to, to tell you what these pictures are, have you seen these pictures? Before? I have. Okay. There's a picture of her topless, but with her hair covering her, her nipples in bed with um, R2-D2 and C-3PO. There's a picture of her, um, how do I put this tastefully? Oh, I can't. Blowing a lightsaber. Yes. Um, it's... I didn't know about this until I saw the news article. Uh, not that I inherently have a problem with this, but I, I do kind of wonder, the person that came up with this idea, I, maybe they need to get out more. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, if your idea of blowing, if you have the idea of blowing a lightsaber, okay, any Star Wars fan probably doesn't think about blowing a lightsaber. We think that would take half my face off. <laughs> right. um, there's seriously something wrong with that person. I, I, how could they not think? I mean, this is Disney, okay? Take Lucasfilm out of it. This is Denny, Disney. As I said the other night, we were sitting there uh, watching Ant-Man. This is Mickey money. You yes. don't piss them off. Yeah, that is okay? a bad idea. Yeah, now, it's probably not her fault she agreed to it. I'm sure someone else came up with the idea. But they can, they can disappear you. You're gone. Nobody will ever see you again. 
and the authorities will not go looking because Mickey. That's right. Uh, bad idea. Next on the list, do you smell what the CWWE is cooking? I don't know if anybody's been paying attention, but back in May, uh, the WWE's uh, character Stardust, played by Cody Rhodes, if I believe, the, uh, the son of the, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, uh, kind of uh, called out Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen on uh, the Arrow TV series. Uh, Amell was at one of the live events, and he is a big fan of the WWE, very vocal. He's uh, been going to events for years, and he loves it. And they do that sometimes. They'll have a celebrity there. One of the wrestlers will talk crap to him at ringside. Get his face, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what they did. Well, it kind of continued. There was some stuff on Twitter. They continued with some of the stuff from Amel. Now, I don't know if anybody was paying attention uh, this past week at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but Stephen Amel came out in costume and cut what he calls a WWE-style promo. stuff, don't you think? Definitely. Now, what's interesting about that is that uh, Stephen went on Twitter and he uh, talked about cutting his first WWE-style promo. Now, some things happened this week. I don't know if anybody's aware of this, but Dusty Rhodes passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a month ago. And, uh, of course, his son uh, hasn't been around for a little while because he's been dealing with that. Um, apparently, Stardust had a uh, you know, uh, finally had a uh, his first match back, and Stephen Amell went online and you know congratulated him on his first match back. Uh, what's interesting is um, one of the the wrestlers came out and they said something. I believe it was the Miz uh, tweeted back to Stephen Amell saying, you know, congratulations on your first uh, you know promo. I remember when I, I you, you did pretty good, uh, but you were a little green. I remember <laughs> uh, my first promo. To which Amell replied, I have absolutely no idea who you are. <laughs> now there's some interesting stuff there not that I want to go too far down the, uh, the wrestling rabbit hole but Amel said on Twitter that you know, you know I'm not not having a match with Stardust at uh, SummerSlam and things like that almost like they're hinting at some kind of cross promotion people have kicked around maybe he's going to come out in costume in character and have a match 
crazier things have happened. Do you remember the 80s and, and the Sting WWE? Sting and RoboCop? Uh, yeah. WCW. Crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that this could be fun. I mean, first of all, I mean, I used to like wrestling. I would definitely watch this. They're having fun with it. I'm sure the people who make the show are worried, uh, sick that he's going to break his neck or something. Uh, there is another point of reference for there being some kind of connection between the CW and the WWE right now. Uh, former WWE superstar, the man who played Edge, Adam Copeland, is going to be appearing as the Adam Smasher on next year's season of Arrow. So there's definitely oh, some time out. Flash. Flash? Oh, yes. Oh my God! I am sorry. You're absolutely right. And I get it though. We we're we we're in arrow mode. We were in so. arrow mode. Yes, I apologize. Thank you for correcting me you on the it. podcast this time. I hate it when I listen to it after a post and I'm like, oh man, I fucked that up. He, he's going to be appearing on Flash, so there's definitely something going on. People at CW and people at WW are talking. I would not be surprised if that's actually going to happen. And man, that would be pretty cool. That would be really cool. And I, I may actually get that pay per view if that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the WWE has always kind of been like, you know, superheroes in real life. Uh, so it makes sense. It's not that I think we need to uh, cross these things or mix this, uh, this chocolate and peanut butter too often. But once in a while, it's a good mix. And Amel is definitely physical enough oh, and in shape no. enough. I mean, you think the choreography that goes in Arrow. If they give him a little bit of training, he could definitely pull off a better match than Mr. T at WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah. okay? He, he could actually do it if they, they give him some time to get ready. Finally, there was one more item, and I am going to read a lot of this verbatim. A lot of this information came from io9.com, uh, only because I am not technical enough to put this in my own words. But this is something I call iRoomba. <laughs> It's not anything to get too alarmed about, but a robot has passed a modified version of the classic King's Wise Men test, another classic case of simulation rather than emulation. What that test is, that is a test for self-awareness. Let me repeat that again. A robot has passed the test for self-awareness. Not, not the test, but a test. It is a modified version. That's why I grabbed some of this stuff. Like I said, this comes directly from io9. I'm going to read it as is. Inspired by the King's Wise Men test, in which three wise men are asked uh, tasked with inductively trying to figure out what the color of their hats, two of the three robots were given dumbing pills, rendering them unable to speak. In reality, their volume switch was just turned off. One of the robots was giving a placebo in the form of a pat on the head, a gesture more to the benefit of the viewers and the robots. None of the robots knew which of them were given the pills and which the placebo. The challenge was for the robots to figure out which one was given the placebo. The one given the placebo ultimately spoke and said, I don't know, when asked the question, at which point it realized that it must have been given the placebo. After hearing its own voice, it stated, sorry, I know now, which is really cool, and it's an example of basic self-awareness. Now, this is a test. This is stuff that's happening uh, in a controlled environment. They're basically trying to program self-awareness. You know, it's artificial self-awareness, like artificial intelligence. Should we be scared? Do I think Skynet's around the corner? Well, if a computer or a robot is something you program, if everything that it does is a program, if it ever was to become self-aware and kill us all, I mean, couldn't that come from being programmed to be self-aware and kill us all? I mean, a computer doesn't wake up one day and go, oh, I'm me. We have to tell it to well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yes. so I, they're, they're saying don't freak out about this, but this has never happened before. This is a first. A robot has passed a, a test for self-awareness. These are tests they came up with specifically to prove that you know machines and everything were not capable of the same uh, level of thought and uh, self-awareness that man was. Those lines, I think, are getting uh, blurred 
quite a bit. Uh, technology is growing, you know, faster than we can keep up with it. Now, I'm not against that. This isn't a, oh, we need to stop here, but that just kind of took me by surprise. I wasn't aware of this story. Yes. Great. Now I have to worry about Arnold Schwarzenegger coming after me. No. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't think so. You're not built right. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually really cool. A little unnerving, but it's it's very cool. Yeah, it, it's so, it's a cute yeah. story until you think about okay, so the ramifications so of it. What are they going to do next? Mm-hmm. You know, is that robot going to now go? Well, well hey, I'm self-aware, so let's see. I'm going to go to McDonald's. I'm going to grab something to eat. I'm going to take over the world, and then maybe launch a nuclear assault at the moon. I don't know. I don't understand why we need self-aware robots. Well, we don't, but the way technology works is that even if it's not something we, we need, they still try to achieve it. Uh, that's generally the plot to a lot of sci-fi disaster stories. Well, I mean, Jurassic World, same thing. You know, scientists uh, pushing things too far. Um, it's pretty much a recipe for disaster. But, like, what are they going to do with these self-aware robots? I don't understand. They're going to show it off and think that they're going to get accolade, accolades and win Nobel Prizes, and then the robots are going to kill us all. Okay. But in the middle of that, all the kids that don't have friends can make your own friend. That's right. Imagine that, a self-aware Chucky doll. Wait, did okay. I say that? That is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Have you seen that movie? Doll? No. Okay. No, Watch the movie and then that. tell me if you we'll would love that. Yeah. We're, we're currently working our way through the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Nothing oh, scared nice. me, not even The Grudge. I haven't seen that. I don't see a lot of horror movies anymore. I don't know exactly what you think is supposed to be scary. I kind of wonder, like, do you need to, like, blood, guts, I mean, yeah. or like, blood and guts scares you? No, it doesn't scare me. I'll send you to work with my wife. You'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love bloods and guts. Blood and guts. Bloods and guts? Bloods, bloods and guts. Let's <laughs> just call them games. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, it's... The only movie, horror movie that scared me so far is The Conjuring. Haven't seen that either. I don't remember. What have you seen? What have I seen? I saw Ant-Man. Other than, like, horror movies. Oh, something that actually scared me? Yeah. Showgirls. Absolutely terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me someone got the reference. Yes. Yes. Former Saved by the Bell actress. Yes, I'm familiar with Showgirls. I don't remember the movie. I remember Boobs. The uh, the reference was actually from Scream. Oh, jeez! <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, I should uh, I should cut that out and see if we get anybody come back and let us let us know if they got the reference. But uh, yeah, right we're, we're we're not big on the editing. No, the editing is not strong with us. We don't need to typically, especially considering there's no overlords making noises today. Yes. Yeah. The overlords are on vacation. Surprise! That doesn't have you geeked. I like my overlords. I like your overlords too, but it is awfully quiet. It's it is. It's kind of unnerving. Yeah. It Lana, go run around and screech just so we have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run. That's okay. No, I doesn't. wouldn't really expect you to. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. So, do we want to discuss the big thing that happened last weekend? Are you ready for that? Uh, I am ready for anything. Are we talking about San Diego Comic Con? Yes, sir. Okay, let's jump right into it, Paul. And that would be my signal to you to jump right into it, Paul. <laughs> Say something. Um, so, San Diego Comic-Con last weekend um, got a lot of information coming out of the pike. Got information a lot of... coming out of the pike? Yes. 
Not Christopher Pike, because that would be painful. Actually, I was thinking more of down a the fish. Pike. A fish vomiting information. <laughs> I believe it's information coming down, down the, the pike. pike. Yes. Not coming out of the pike. Was it a northern pike? Maybe. <laughs> Big sharp teeth, about yay long. Yeah. Big sharp and pointy. <laughs> are, are, are. Um, we got a lot of previews. We did. Shown. A lot of them that uh, weren't supposed to be shown. That so we weren't supposed to we see. We weren't yes. supposed to see, but we did anyway. Um, going back to Suicide Squad. Yeah. I didn't get to see that until two days ago. <laughs> I finally <laughs> checked it out. And uh, I'm a little more interested than I was. I'm still kind of iffy on that. Now, the Batman Superman trailer. I didn't see until Thursday night when we went to Ant-Man. Should we cover the Suicide Squad trailer first before we move into that? Sure. Okay. What were your thoughts on the Suicide Squad trailer? It looked better than I expected. Um, it still seems like it's a mishmash. They're like jamming everything together. And do we really need to see Will Smith in a jaunty hat walking in the snow? Well, I just thought that is the most underutilization of Will Smith in a movie he's actually in in a trailer ever. Yeah. Ever. We saw it, it was, three times and he spoke once. Yeah, it, it was kind of... Because there's never... I can't remember a movie he's been in where he wasn't in the trailer pretty much the whole time. Right. I mean, he's the big the star. The whole focus. He's not the big star in this. He's the name to drawing in, but it looks like the movie is going to center around Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yes. It definitely does. Um, there was a lot of... Uh, this trailer clearly, I can understand why Warners didn't want it shown to the general public because even trailers generally have a uh, coherent internal logic. Like they're, they're trying to tell a little bit about the story to get you interested. This was just stuff they had, probably wasn't final because while well, the beginning and the end, I could see that, the middle was just kind of a mishmash of stuff. It, it's yeah. everywhere. Just yeah. throwing anything they could show at you that might be kind of cool. Yeah, and, and a lot of it didn't make sense, and a lot of it I, I couldn't even understand what I was seeing. Like, a lot of those scenes, it was so dark that I, I even in the high-def version they finally released, I wasn't quite sure. What, like I had, It was my third time through where I was like, oh, that's Will Smith. Right. You know, because it, it was just so quick. Um, what did you think, Bonnie? I'm pretty excited for this movie. I thought the trailer was cool, but I... I was very confused because it's like everywhere. I thought she was going to say I was very confused because I'm not. Well, that too, but you know. Microphone. Oh. Uh, one thing that uh, did strike me, and I told you that I wanted to talk about Jared Leto um, as the Joker. We, we talked about this a little on the podcast before, and I, I wasn't really sold. I, I, I wasn't really sure. I was very nebulous about this for a long time. Watching that trailer, the first thing I realized is there's nothing wrong with the Jared Leto Joker. This is not the Joker for us. It's the Joker for her. It's the Joker for the Hot Topic generation. It's the Joker for um, the up-and-coming, you know, the, the teenagers, uh, their 20s, whatever. It's not for guys that are turning 38 next week or turning 39 in December. Uh, yeah. we, we somehow saw that originally, and at least I myself, maybe some part of me was offended because I feel like I own that property. I grew up with it. It's mine. That's um, Comic book fans have a habit of, of doing that, and I, I don't want to be that kind of person. It was literally today while I was in the shower that I realized <laughs> this. And uh, Time out. In the shower, you think about Jared Leto? In the shower, I'm putting my thoughts together for the podcast. Okay. After I put my notes together on my phone to make sure I'm prepared, unlike some people. 
Um, but yeah, there, this is exactly what this generation's Joker would look like. Um, yeah, this is how you keep characters alive. You have to mold them to the generation so it's interesting for people who aren't comic book geeks and know all about the old ones. This is how you keep them alive. And that's something we see in the comics all the time. I mean, the, the recent run with Joker um, coming back, you know, high and tight haircut, um, almost like a tuxedo type suit. I mean, they, they do do it in comics all the time. How do we not see that, Paul? I don't know, and because I, we do see it, but it happens there too. I mean, look at how much people piss all over it when a character gets changed around in the comics. Yeah. I mean, people go insane. Um, now, when we get into the comic recommendation, something happens in the last page of the one I'm talking about, which is sent people into a, a, a fury again. So I don't want to go too far into it, but it, it's it's the same thing all the time. But now all we're doing is we're doing it on a quote-unquote, air quotes, real-life scale, because this is real people doing it. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and, like, you know, I, I did think his delivery... Now, now, maybe you thought this. We only get, what, two lines from him? And the yes. first one's hard to hear. The second one, kind of... I thought I was hearing Heath Ledger for a second there. It did, it did he definitely pulled from it, do you think? Did, did you oh, yeah. The same he, 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 he was definitely studying. But, you know what? I, I realized that Jack Nicholson's Joker probably wouldn't work today. No. Way too, and I know, and no pun intended, way too clowny. Yeah. I you know, know, I know. So I, I'm, I'm coming around to thinking that maybe this was a really good choice. I don't think we saw enough of him to make any kind of judgment, but what I saw didn't scare me away. No. Uh, what His delivery in the scene we see him in in there screams the Joker. What bothers me are the tattoos in the grill. But, like you're saying, this is what... If this were real modern-day life, like if they were creating the character in the comics now, that's what it would be. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to like it. But, but you probably will. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a hurdle for me getting past the cosmetic tweaks, I guess. It's similar in a way to how I felt about the um, the newest Doctor. He's old. He's from um, Doctor Who. There you go. He's I don't even watch the show, and I got the reference though. Yeah, but just making trying to teach her to be girl. Not a problem with that. He's a bit older than the previous few doctors and he's not attractive and I was pretty hesitant at first about how I was going to feel about him because he didn't have that young like, flair but now that didn't lure him. I, didn't, I didn't lure him like I did with Matt Smith I, I miss him but um he's now that I've seen him in um, how many seasons has it been? It was just one season. Just one season so far. I don't hate him. Well, that's good. I'm sure he feels much better about that. <laughs> well, you know, he's been you know, emailing me saying, come on, Lana, can't you do something? Do something about this. Talk to her. Because Lana doesn't like me. You're, I think you're, you're... Even though now you don't want to make out with him, but you're respecting the delivery of the actor. Because he's yes. doing a fantastic job. Yes, he and is. And probably, I mean... Every time, you know, somebody takes over a role in, in any kind of show, it's got to be difficult when something's recast. Yeah. Um, more so 
you, you look at the past couple doctors, not to get too far off, off topic, but they've been increasingly popular. Eccleston was popular. Tennant was the most popular doctor of all time until Matt Smith came around, then became the most popular doctor of all. I mean, he's the one that really blew it up into a worldwide thing. Stepping into those shoes, first of all, is scary. Second of all, stepping into those shoes when you're 55 and the guy <laughs> before you that played the, the role for four years was the youngest man ever um, cast in the role. Uh, yeah. Mind-blowing. And to take that and own it like that um, is probably the same thing that it's the same, exact same thing Heath Ledger did when he took over the Joker from Jack Nicholson. It's the same thing Leto's going to do when he takes over from Ledger. You know, I mean, it's it's tough. It's got to be really hard, but these people recognize they're under a spotlight, and I think they really... I think that we're going to look back on this Joker, not that I want to be fanboyish about it, but I have a feeling that they've got... He At least he's got the right idea. We're probably going to be blown away by what he does. It, I mean, this is going to be... He's going to be the Joker in the next how many films? He is right. the Joker now. He is the DC Universe Joker. I mean, you got to figure we're looking at at least at least a ten year span. No, oh, without a doubt. Okay, at least ten years, if not longer. Um, this is the guy that they picked to be the Joker. It's got to be reason. Yeah. I think I would be one hundred percent behind it if it wasn't for those stupid tattoos. <laughs> I don't mind the tattoos. They um, bother me. I don't know why, but they really bother me. The kind of bothered me at first but you know there's not much to the classic Joker as in like appearance I don't think except the white face paint the red boots the yeah I I'm, suit and green I'm, hair. I miss I I miss the Chelsea smile I, I don't know why they didn't put that in there because it's kind of like the classic Joker kind of thing? Well, you know, part of that is, if you look at um, old Joker stuff, I mean, I think where that super-duper wide grin came from, um, we're talking back in, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. It was an exaggerated comic book face. Yes. I mean, when you try to... And it still is, to a degree. I mean, he doesn't really have... Well, he has, he has face with God. But, I mean, the, the classic Joker doesn't really have a scarred smile. Right. That That's something that came along with uh, Nicholson. Nicholson didn't he have some because they had yeah he had yeah. gotten shot and they had to do reconstructive surgery yeah. on his face that that kind of st- if I'm not mistaken um, I'm not you know a complete Batman historian but I think that really started there mm-hmm. prior to that he just had a, a big wide creepy grin yes uh, I think they just wanted a reason to to put that on the screen and they realized anatomically it doesn't work so they came up with a, a mechanism to make that happen uh, I don't think it's really necessary plus that Leto seems to have a super wide smile anyway. Yeah. He's also got the one on his arm. The one on his arm? He's got a really, really wide, creepy smile tattoo thingy on oh. his arm. I in, didn't. In real life or on the. As the Joker, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Leto that much. Neither I do I. don't think about him that much in the shower. Just the shower. <laughs> well, I've watched a few YouTube videos on. Like how to look like him with like makeup and stuff, and he has the big tattoo on his arm. So you basically watched a a cosplay how-to video. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know they were doing that. Oh, well, they do it all the time. All the different cosplay ones. Yeah. Tell us about it. Oh. Because we had, this is new to me. Well, um. It's more of the special effects 
makeup people who go and they do all these different like how to look like another character with makeup and th there's not much to it it's not much to explain but people just teach you how to look like them it's just a YouTube thing. It's like a tutorial on there. Yeah. Interesting. So are they trying to do it with makeup rather than using actual effects like facial appliances and prosthetics? Well, yeah. It it depends on the character that they're re doing the makeup for. It means it's probably just how intensive it has to be uh, yeah. with what you've got to do. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know about that. That might be something you can tell us more about. Or at the very least, write an article for the site for it. There you go. Because that way you can <laughs> provide links to you know, perfect examples and whatnot. It's almost like uh, we're doing a little tutorial here, ourselves. Interesting. You know, yeah. <laughs> then what is the tutorial about? Completely lost on her. How, I'm just kidding. How to be in the podcast. <laughs> how to be in the podcast. <laughs> to be one of us. Well, well, it's not helping me very much. Yeah, nothing does. Kind of just making fun of me. I hope it doesn't come across that way, because I really wasn't trying to at that point. I mean, if I was trying to make fun of you, I would have said, Hey, look, it's Iron Man! <laughs> well, you Actually, made when you got out of the car. That, that was pretty clever. <laughs> if you didn't notice that, and this is something that will happen sometime in your podcasting, I, we're going to break down the fourth wall. Paul was leading you. He was pulling that information out of you. He noticed something that you know something about, and he was trying. Look at, look at what he's doing. He's fishing. He was trying to pull it out of you and get you to talk about it so that you had something to contribute to the conversation. Uh, I just, you know, it's that whole staring you right in the face thing. It, it's the generation. We just don't get it. I think. We sound like old what? men right we now. We sound like old men. <laughs> I feel like we, we, we haven't just gone off the rails. We, we're kind of like, we've skittered to a stop. <laughs> Let's bring it back around. <laughs> what else did you notice coming out of San Diego? Because I figure we, we kind of did all we could do with the three minutes of Suicide Squad. Yeah, really. That wasn't bad. We got some mileage out of that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's also um, the Deadpool trailer we haven't seen, which apparently freaked people out. Now, did you read a detailed description of this? This footage that they showed? I did, but it was while it was going on, so it's been a while now. Well, now, I, it's hard to check this because a lot of stuff's been taken down, and I didn't watch the, the grainy footage because this is something I really wanted to see of um, good quality. And they said it's a couple weeks. And I wish it was a red band trailer because what I read, and hopefully this wasn't somebody making something up, but one of the people who saw it said one of the lines was that another character went to Deadpool and said, your face looks like Freddy Krueger fucked a topographical map of Utah. <laughs> yes. I remember reading that now, too. Uh, and, and I'm just like, oh my god. They they got it. <laughs> I mean, could, could Fox... I mean, it's tough. Or not Fox. It's Deadpool Fox or something. Yes. It's Fox. 20th Century Fox. Okay. Man, you know, it's, it's like we've got Days of Future Past. Great. We've got Fantastic Four Horrible. We've got Deadpool. Looks like it's going to be exactly what we've always wanted. I mean, I'm kind of torn because I'm used to hating Fox, but they, they right. really kind of got the... They're getting their shit together. It looks like it. Uh, yeah, that just... What are your thoughts on this? Everything that I'm hearing sounds like this is going to be phenomenal, and it makes me very, very sad. And I will tell you why. <laughs> I fucking hate Deadpool. Oh. But 
everything I'm seeing is making me chomp at the bit to go see this fucking movie. Do you hate Deadpool because of his own comics and where he started, or from the fact that we we're now we're at the point where he appears in every comic? The Wolverine syndrome, yes. Okay, so you don't the immense oversaturation of the character just bothers me. I can understand that. Uh, I think that it's it's important to separate that particular marketing tactic from what the character really is. And the character himself, I mean, he's been popular for years. I mean, a really good character. Fun read. Uh, I do like uh, the fact that they announced that uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man are getting a, a comic book together. And if you've seen them paired up before, they make a really good pair. Oh, it's got to be very, very entertaining. Oh, it is. My, my thing is, I don't know if they actually said, is it going to be new Spider-Man or old Spider-Man? Um, regardless, I'm hoping it, it's Parker. And, uh, yeah, in the past, because Deadpool doesn't seem to get that he's not Spider-Man's best friend. When they're paired up, <laughs> he completely thinks they're best buddies. Um, everything because they both have red suits and white eyes and, you know, they're, they're both heroes. He doesn't get it's not a superhero team up in Spider-Man's eyes. And I remember there was a couple years ago, there was a couple issue arc where they were paired up right up until the end. I mean... Spider-Man is literally saying, I don't like you, get away from me, and Deadpool just doesn't get it. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. A comic pairing them together on a regular basis could be a lot of fun. I don't know that you can get six years out of that title, but I think it could be more than you know a six-part series. You can, there's some mileage to that, for sure. That can be interesting. Yeah. Uh, they're fun together. Um, I know Ryan Reynolds has got to be super pumped. I oh, mean, yeah. Really, it, this this movie, I mean, he made this movie happen. Without a doubt. I, I don't think I've ever seen an actor work this hard to get something made. Ever. Yeah, I would agree with that. Even after he pretty much got panned for, you know, how he, Deadpool was portrayed in, um... Oof, you know, in Origins. Well, yeah, yes. in Origins. Wolverine Origins. Uh, but you could see it before, you know, all the surgery and stuff, you know, when he was just Wade Wilson. You could see it right there. Oh, yeah. That was Deadpool. Yeah. At least. Absolutely. Then they turned it into that shitstorm. Uh, other than Deadpool, what was the other big one? We got... X-Men Apocalypse. No trailer. Yes, there was. Was there a trailer? Yes, there was, and I I've seen the footage. It. I didn't see that. It was grainy Hall H footage. Okay. And looks interesting. Um, another one where an F-bomb was dropped. Really? Yes. They're going through the whole thing, and at one point in it, Everything just stops, and it's Michael Fassbender and whoever the hell this guy is that's playing Apocalypse standing together. Yeah. And <laughs> Magneto just looks at him and says, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then it just keeps going. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is going to be something that Fox is doing here on out with these to bump the rating up on these movies or what? But well, they're still going to get a PG thirteen on that, even with the. I mean, there's an F bomb in Days of Future Past, but you know, also this is Hall H, so they literally might have done that just to get a chair out of Hall H, and it's not going to be anywhere in the movie. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's typical Comic Con stuff. Um, I'm kind of wondering what I know about this movie. I, it, it, it kind of confuses me. We started off with First Class, and it seemed like it was going to be a progressive origin of the X-Men. But then it's kind of like they took um, a story from far later in the comics, continued Days of Future Past. Great story, but like, okay, we're going to do this next. Even though it didn't really chronologically happen that way. Now they're doing, what, Age of Apocalypse? Cramming that in there, too. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're going through the, the big stories with without the established characters, without the characters who were there for those stories. Um, I, I mean, Days of Future Past, I mean, they pulled it off, but I, I can't... I, I felt like there were things missing in that movie that were in the original story that I would have liked to have seen. Um, not that it would hurt the experience for somebody who hadn't, you know, read the original Days of Future Past. So I have to wonder the, the same thing here. I mean, it also seems like an awful lot of stuff they're cramming into this. Yes. Um, we're going from the world now knows their mutants to Egyptian gods. I mean, it's, it's a huge jump. Oh, without a doubt. And Singer was in an, in an interview. It might have been for Empire, because I think that's where the the all the pictures are coming out for it. It's saying that by the time X-Men Apocalypse wraps up, our X-Men team will be formed and the origin story is done. Like, they're moving forward. From there, it will be your X-Men. Okay. Basically, what I understand is all... Days of Future Past was for was to hit the reset button on all of the original X-Men movies. Okay. That's what we did. We we reset the table to have this team be the definitive team from the start. We had our what it took place in the fifties or sixties for first class, right? Yeah, sixties I believe. And then the seventies when we wrapped up Days of Future Past. Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse takes place in the 80s. So, and then we're going to move forward from there. I mean, is our X-Force movie going to take place in the 90s? What's, what's yeah, the idea? Well, I just wonder is, if we're going to have an X-Men team going forward, are they going to include Wolverine? I mean, we know uh, that the next Wolverine movie is the last one for uh, Hugh Jackman. Um, if he's said it's going to be Old Man Logan, but there's no way they can actually do that story given the, the characters that they have and the setup needed. Uh, so it might just be an old man named Logan. Logan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but given the recent... I, I've just kind of been wondering how they're going to fold Wolverine into that new team, considering that you know Hugh Jackman's been consistent. We know what he looks like back then. Even with the reset button, he's still there. Yes. So I, I've kind of wondered if, if they're even going to touch on that or if they're just going to completely ditch Wolverine for a while. They can't. It, it's not the X-Men without Wolverine in there at some point. No, it's not. Well, no. A, lot of, a lot of fans, though, wish that Wolverine would stop being the focus of all these movies. Which I, I'm okay with. I mean, you can play the substitution game. I mean, look at what they're doing with all new X-Men. They've still got a Wolverine-ish character in there, right? Yeah. X-23 or whatever they're calling her yeah. at this point. In a couple months, she's going to be Wolverine. So, I mean, she. you could go there. Oh, yeah, he's his... She. Sort of, kind of, clone daughter, ah. girl, teenage girl Wolverine, basically. But she's so extreme that she has claws in her toes or something, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's not Dokken, that's her. I, I get confused because the Wolverine family—they all have claws in different places and shit. So yeah, she has she has claws like in her heel or something. Yeah, they come out of her the boots. I know that. Yeah. Seems like it would be very painful. You don't think foot-long metal knives shooting out of your knuckles would be painful? But, like, that, you don't walk on your hands. You don't constantly You speak for yourself. Have. Normal people don't walk on their hands. You speak for yourself. <laughs> you just want to get one more out of it, didn't you? <laughs> 
but I understand constantly what having pressure on like spikes that they're not coming out of the bottom of the feet. Oh no. Yeah. No. Well, you said the heel. No, I, he said, I said the heel. He said the heel. I said the toe. Well, right. So you're wrong, sir. Yes, no. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I don't know. Gonna, how is she going to use her toes as well? They still come out of her her knuckles too. Oh, I think okay. she has two that come out of her yeah. knuckles. Don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't get the character. Um, but how about Psylocke? Damn. Now to start with. I don't necessarily think we're referring to, because a lot of people were upset when Olivia Munn was cast as Psylocke, because her acting... Okay, first of all, huge Attack of the Show fan. I miss that all the time. I loved Olivia Munn. Okay, I mean, she was gorgeous, and she was just funny on the show. Now, that was kind of a, a, a new show, kind of mm-hmm. being herself thing. Uh, she's had a few parts in a few TV shows. She was Has on she? News, Newsroom, I, I believe, and she was... Uh, uh, what did she appear in? Was it, uh, was she in Man of Steel? I think she was in Man of Steel. She played was a reporter she? in some comic booky movie. I forget. Now, it might have been Man of Steel. Um, anyway, I, I don't know how good her acting is. I would totally buy that her acting probably isn't great right now because she's probably learning. This is not something that, you know, she was doing. You know, she was basically a, a hot girl in a skimpy outfit who was delivering the news and making lots of jokes. That being said, she looks like Psylocke. I mean, she, yes. she has the look that I'm used to from the comic books, but we're not going damn because she's sexy. We're going damn because all the times they changed a, a comic book costume because it was um, difficult. It would be hard to translate on screen. Too skin tight. Anatomy doesn't work like that. Colors <laughs> are goofy. Yeah, oh, yeah, we've heard it all. It's the damn costume from the 90s. She stepped out of X-Men number one by Jim Lee. Yeah, it's perfect. Blown away by that. But I was saying, damn, because she's sexy. Just okay. so you know, there is that. But, but yeah, outstanding. I've, Fox doesn't do a lot right when it comes to these movies. They're, they're superhero movies, mostly. Uh, but they hit that one out of the park. Yeah. That and the Deadpool costume. I had to give them that, too. Cause that did, was did we phenomenal. find out, are the eyes CGI, or do we not know? I'm not sure. Because, um, again, out of San Diego... Ryan Reynolds pulled a Brian Cranston. He was walking around the con floor in a Deadpool costume <laughs> and taking pictures with fans with them not having any idea it was Ryan Reynolds. That's awesome. Yes. And it does, they did look like the, the full, opaque, white eyes, so I'm not sure what the story is with that. Yeah. Well, there are contacts that do that. Well, no, this is built into the mask. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the eyes are built into the mask. I think it's in the comic books, since you, you don't see his face. He's very expressive with his eyes. Like right, You can see him raising his eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like that. The people at home know exactly what we're doing now. Right. Raising his eyebrows, just emoting under the mask. They, they make sure you can see that. We're trying to figure out whether or not they're going to CGI that. Because, first of all, that's not possible. And unless maybe you're Cro-Magnon and you've got you know three-inch-thick eyebrows, maybe we can see you emote through a mask. Um, Ryan Reynolds doesn't have three-inch thick well, eyebrows. Well, they could be problems. like doing prosthetics to make his facial features pop out a bit more. They could. Yeah, that it could be a could all be practical effects in the mask. I mean, how yeah. how far removed would we be from Lucasfilm and their creatures? Really, I mean, this is true. 
Or it could be as simple as CGI. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that they, they do have him emoting in the mask because Deadpool being a funny character, all those one-liners, all, all that stuff, something's going to be lost. If, if it's just a dead yeah. mask. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you look at I mean the, the Spider-Man movies, people bitch that he took the mask off so many times, but you kind of had to. Because right. you've got this actor who's acting and losing something because you can't see their face. That's why they did it. It wasn't because Sam Raimi decided he liked Spider-Man better without his mask on. It was it was a practical reason. Because this is real life, not a comic book. Same thing with RDJ and the Iron Man armor. He pops the faceplate constantly. Yeah. Because otherwise, what are you going to look at? Yeah. Piece of plastic staring well, you Well, they, the they do have the uh, the, the in-house the, uh, the which, which helps gooey, with that. Yeah. Helps with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, what else? Comic Con related. What do you got there, Paul? Um, mine said SDCC. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Yeah. It well, happened. Then, then I guess we can move on to probably. Now, there's going to be a lot of other things that happened, uh, folks. Yeah, but we're just hitting quick beats. Yeah. Because by the time this comes out, this will have happened like three weeks in the past. Yeah, so there's no <laughs> sense in wasting that much time on it. But how about that Man of Steel trailer? Sorry, Man That was of Steel great a few years ago. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman versus Superman trailer. That was, and I, I said it to you as soon as it ended when we were sitting in the, in the dark theater cuddled together. Um, goes through the whole thing, and I just, and, and I've been shitting on this movie and on Batfleck from the beginning. That's, go back and listen to any of the previous 21 episodes, and I've been doing it. And as soon as the trailer ends, I turned to Hugh and said, I'm sold. Wait, you were cuddling with my dad in the theater? Do you see the size of us? We can't sit in two seats next to each other without cuddling. No, Lana, we weren't cuddling. We were sitting next to each other. <laughs> you do realize we, we make jokes on this podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you? Yes, I okay. do. But I... Uh, no, we weren't cuddling. We are not... Well, I can say at least I am not as confused about my sexuality as you are. I can't speak for Paul. It's not a knock. Don't, don't be offended by that. It's just we're both well aware that we're heterosexual gentlemen. Well, okay, speak I'm not a yourself. gentleman. At all. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, should we should we throw a Jack in there? Well, as you know, we all yeah no no Jack. <laughs> we don't all anything if it's coming out of your mouth. So you, know. <laughs> you are a special snowflake, sir. Oh, I feel like he's here. <laughs> right, he's getting browbeaten while he's driving back from Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, anyway. so I'm sorry. Where are we going? Batman, Superman. Yeah. That was pretty fantastic. Now, um, one thing that, that I picked up on immediately when watching the trailer, and I mentioned this to you in the theater, we see what's clearly a flashback um, to when all the, the shit was going down in Metropolis uh, during Man of Steel. And you see um, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. He's looking up, you see a building falling, and then you see there's a cloud of dust co coming out from where the building's rolling falling. Out. Everybody is running away from it, and you see him running toward it going around people, going right into the cloud and disappearing. Now, first of all, yeah, that's my fucking Batman right there. Running right into danger without even thinking about it when everyone else is running away. And then you see him, you know, with a little girl. He obviously was trying to save somebody or whatever. Uh, I thought that was cool. I think that's prob that was probably lost on a lot of people. They probably just thought it's Ben Affleck running. They didn't actually look at the scene enough to see what was happening. He was running into danger. Um, not Man, I look at the, the gray in his temples. I'm still confused. I don't know why that he has to be that much older. It really seems like he's significantly older. And when then you see um, Alfred talking about this is how it starts, 
it's almost as if he's been retired for a while, but yeah. every once in a while he gets pulled back in. Um, also, man, does that Alfred look fucking goofy or what? Alfred? Did you Alfred. say? Alfred, yeah. I didn't even pay attention to Alfred. Like, I heard Jeremy Irons talking, but I don't even remember seeing okay, him got, on big screen. big, goofy glasses. I mean, you could put an aviator hat on him and put him on a tricycle, <laughs> and he looked like something out of a cartoon. I was like, what the fuck is that? That's not Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want someone to work that picture up now. <laughs> that, that was confusing, but... I guess timeline-wise, I'm, I'm still wish that we weren't going so far into the future because they, they've already said we're going to go have Batman movies, and I think that they've kind of hinted that they're going to go backwards. They're going to go in the past for some of the Batman movies. Uh, first of all, note to filmmakers, especially after The Dark Knight Rises, um, we all thought Batman was going to die, whether he did to not, or not is up to interpretation. But when you start a movie series like 10 years in the future and then you go back and tell the rest of the stories we already know the character can't die right you know I mean, you just don't do that um, there's really no tension yeah uh, I can understand them wanting to have a more experienced Batman but here's the thing Batman doesn't have to have operated for I don't know what 10-15 years or then retired for 10 whatever Batman could have been around it, it, at this point at the point Man of Steel had uh, ended Batman could have been around for six months and he would have been a veteran compared to Superman. Okay, Batman's the say, say he's been around for five years. That's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like they've kind of shot themselves in the knee by going so far forward with the character because now if we're going to establish the Justice League with Batman as being that much older, I mean, he always should have been older, but that much older, it just seems like you're, you're, you're going to lose some mileage there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, maybe not. I mean, Affleck's in good shape and he could probably pick, play the part for 20 years, but... Um, I don't. I just don't know if I agree with that decision. Regardless, though, looked fantastic in the the trailer. Uh, there was a scene where Superman shoots his heat vision at Batman, and he uses the grapple hook and, and zips away like only Batman can, just in the nick of time. I mean, that's like something from the comic books that I didn't think we'd actually be able to realize that closely on the screen. That looked like a Frank Miller panel. Yeah, it did. Yes, it was fucking beautiful. And that scene right at the end where uh, Supes rips the uh, the doors off the Batmobile and he's standing on the Batmobile's hood and Batman stands up to uh, to stand up to him. First of all, the shot should have been closer. They should have been in tighter to them. That's the only flaw with that shot I could see because Superman's suit is iconic and while it's still dark, it's brighter. Y- you couldn't see Batman as well. The shot would have worked better if they were in tighter. But damn, what a visual. Mm-hmm. And, and that showed you, because like, I'm still having arguments, like this past week with Laura on, on the uh, GeekPod Facebook page about you know, who's better, Superman or Batman. You <laughs> saw it right there. A mere mortal, without hesitation, stood up to an alien god. That's what I'm talking about, Laura. I love you. But She's going to be jacked that she got a, a reference again. <laughs> um... And I don't actually mean I love Laura just because I know her boyfriend got mad and we made jokes about her and Corbs. I <laughs> we, we love her as our fan. We adore her. Yeah, don't want to get you in trouble. But we, we kind of went back and forth. I, I kind of felt like maybe she thought, you know, we were fighting and we weren't. I, I was worried that she might have How am I that. missing all of this? I have to go back and look at our page. Yeah. We were, is, it, is this on our brand new page or was this the regular one? I don't know. I was just responding. Hmm. We will. Actually, we need to discuss that. Okay. But finish, oh. finish your thought first. Um, but yeah, anyway, that that was actually the epitome. Of, one of the things I was talking about with her on the Facebook page was, man, I mean, he re- this 
crazy powerful alien god rips the doors off your vehicle and you just stood he stood up like what <laughs> exactly it, it was awesome now I noticed a couple things in that trailer that made me go huh uh, one why is Superman bowing to Lex Luthor I, I saw that too you know what I think I think that might have been clever editing um I'm going to throw this out there. I'm not going to put any money down on it, but if the movie comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that those two scenes actually either don't happen or don't happen the way it was presented in the trailer. Because I can't, th I can't think of a reason it would make sense. But I can definitely see them because they've done it. They do it with movies all the time now. They edit stuff to make you go, uh-huh. Because mm -hmm. we don't actually see him kneeling it, clearly and Luther in the same shot. We can't actually establish that they were both. That, that was the situation. It looks like it. It's edited to look like that's what's happening but since we didn't actually see the shot I'm not going to buy that it's, it's actually going to happen. I was trying I was studying the hand that grabbed Superman by the face when they do it. I was trying to see if there was any telltale signs on clothing but it, it was it was hard to see. And I mean it could be as nondescript as kryptonite's in play right there because we see Lex with a gigantic chunk of kryptonite. Oh play. yeah we do. And the other thing that made me raise an eyebrow or two, um, the body bag. With Zod, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what that's about, right? Is that going to be uh, Bizarro? No, no. Um, the, the buzz, and again, I don't have an inside line to Hollywood, but what, what I've, I've heard is that that's how they're, they're going to create Doomsday. The Doomsday's going to be in the movie. Ooh. They're going to create Doomsday from Zod's remains. Um, yeah. Nice. Now, again, this is a matter of throwing... I mean, okay, let's just take, you know, the, the entire history of DC Comics and throw in a blender and see what comes out. Uh, I think there's enough in this movie. But hey, Interestingly enough, we don't even know who the bad guy is. Right. We have no big bad. Not yet. That we know of. I will tell you that uh, seeing Gal Gadot in action, uh, I mean, she looks good. I mean, I didn't really hear her say anything, but... I mean, just just from that scene, I mean, I'm gonna say I I, I want to see her Wonder Woman in action. Definitely. Which they're also saying may be a prequel. They'll do a Wonder Woman prequel. Yes, like gotcha. it's gonna be like an origin story that takes place prior to Batman suing Superman. Well, you know, the funny thing is when they do this kind of stuff, you almost wonder if they need to. Right. You know, just to get it out there. Yeah. I mean, th there's, like, a, a good example is, like, the Wolverine Origins. We didn't need that movie. Okay, didn't no. Didn't need to go back. Not not just because it was bad. It just didn't need to happen. No. Um, the second Wolverine movie was fine. You could have Wolverine movies that are in continuity that happen concurrently or around the same time frame as whatever X-Men's doing. Uh, I don't know that I want to see origin movies now, to be honest with you. The thing that's going to kill it, though, is... Batman and versus Superman, and I assume Suicide Squad are happening in the same relative timeline. That means Joker's been around. That means we've already seen Bat Batman's big clashes with the Joker, or at least some of them, have, have already happened. happened. Well, yeah. I mean, you took note of the Robin suit, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, we've uh, we've probably already seen Death in the Family. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, it, it's kind of frustrating that, again, we're, we're not going to see some of those classic stories happen. Unless that's what we're going to see play out in the Batman movie. But I can't see why they would even bother referencing it in Batman v Superman, then. 
but yeah, I, I was excited by the trailer. It was good stuff. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Paul? I'm in. I am totally in now. It looks like it's going to be a... If nothing else, it's going to be a good popcorn flick. Definitely. Yeah, I, and I that's really at the basis. That's all you have to... You, all you need to get out of these Cape and Cowl movies. I guess so. I mean, we'd like to get more, but... You know, maybe Nolan ruined us, but even his movies got kind of shitty by the end. I still have not seen Dark Knight Rises. Though, you know, there is a movie that I saw. What's I that? Watched Tusk. Did you? Yes. You're ahead of me. I, again, that's another one I own that I still haven't yet to watch. I gotta tell you, Paul, I'm, I'm gonna tell you exactly what my wife said. Now, my wife knows that I like Kevin Smith, too. We've watched some of his stand-up stuff. I mean, she's kind of a fan. She likes his movies. She's not like you are. Um, I told her, hey, you know, this is part of a trilogy. You know, he's doing these scary movies. I guess he's doing some horror, are they yeah. all horror movies. Okay. They're all going to be horror movies set in Canada. Okay. Uh, when we get done with the movie, she goes, "That's two hours of my life I'll never get back." Fuck <laughs> Kevin Smith. I wanted to. I wanted to send him a Twitter saying, "This is my wife said after seeing Tusk." Now I'll, I'll say honestly. I, I'll recognize that it's not a great movie. It was. I'm glad I saw it. It was fun. There was definitely some stuff in it that I had never thought I would see in a movie. Um, <laughs> there were a few segments that I, I think that somebody needs to um, edit a little heavier because there were some talky segments that just went on and on. And it wasn't like the talky kind of thing where there, there's a humor to the fact that it's extending on. There's like an uncomfortable or it's awkward. And so it was just okay. We didn't even really need that scene. That took me completely out like I'm okay this isn't so bad okay this is getting interesting then okay and 15 minutes later we're back to the story again um you still should watch it obviously but uh, it's definitely a weird movie and it ends in a bizarre place does it oh uh, I couldn't have called it it's I I'm at a loss for words <laughs> you just need to watch the, the movie and then be uncomfortable for a little while <laughs> <laughs> I, I, being somebody that, that loves Kevin Smith's movies, I'll tell you this. Um, coming off of Red State, which was fucking phenomenal, if you're, if you're looking for that level, you're going to be really disappointed. Okay. This was definitely... You can tell this is an idea from a podcast. <laughs> okay? Because it's... I, I don't know that it, this particular idea could have been done better. It's probably not possible because it's such a far-out idea anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's not Red State quality. That's what I've heard. But, I'm still very curious. Oh, it's still worth watching, especially if you're a fan. Um, so what is this? Is this next movie, is it Yoga Hosers or Hoosers? Hosers. But it's spelled differently, isn't it? No. Because I, I went so. looking online and I kept finding Yoga H-O-O-S-E-R-S. -O -O is that how you spell Hosers? I don't think so. Oh. Um, I, I want to ask you what that even means. I don't know how Yoga Hosers can be a horror movie. I don't know. I mean, Moose Jaws makes sense. <laughs> I can't wait for Moose Jaws. It's the idea of it. Yeah, yeah you saw that uh, he's talking, you know, he's asking the fans if they, of course you saw this, if, if you should throw Jay and Silent Bob into Moose Jaws. Yes. And tie his universes together. I think he should. I think it would be phenomenal. But, that's way off topic. I just Very. wanted to make sure that I told you I saw the movie. I'm um, envious because I have not yet. Yeah, well, how long have you owned that movie? When did it come out? Last March? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've owned it since the day they came out. 
Yeah, you are failing as a Kevin Smith. Fan. I know. No wonder he hasn't listened to our CD. Right, yet. it's all my fault. Yeah, God damn it, Paul. I am failing the U.S. universe. <laughs> all right, well, that covers Comic-Con. Uh, I know that we wanted to talk a little about Ant-Man as well. Yes. Those are two big things for this. And, and sorry, Lana, that you can't really you know, be involved in any of this. I feel bad. But you're doing what you usually do when you are involved anyway. Falling asleep at the mic? She's corbsing it? Yeah, she's corbsing it. <laughs> you're not falling asleep. That was more of a knock on him and then you, just so you know. <laughs> we, we're aware that you're awake. Um, before we get into Ant-Man, I want to discuss something that happened Wednesday. I, uh, I referenced this to you that I had a funny story. Yes. I don't remember the exact text, but it's in reference to... Uh, I'm, I'm getting to that age where, you know, we have to worry about primary doctors and yada, yada, yada. And I've got a new one. I, I moved over to a new one, and he set me up for a physical. So I had to go Wednesday morning to have a physical. This may get a little uncomfortable. Just I'm letting you know now. I'm pointing at Lana as I'm saying this. If this is the appointment I think you're talking about, I'm pretty sure it's a lot more uncomfortable for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't have to go that route. Yet. Yes. But it was meant to be a full physical, and we're going through and we're discussing it. And uh, that's my new doctor. Is, he's quite a character, to say the least. And and he's rapid firing through stuff, asking me questions, doing this and that. And he stands up and he walks away from me for a second. And he goes, "Just want to put it out there right now. We're not going to play Doctor Happy Gloves today." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that alleviated it, and uh, he comes back around and he's got a checklist that he's going through, and he looks me in the face, serious as can be, and says, "So yeah, we're running the uh, the testosterone um, screens now." So okay, he goes, "But uh, you know, we we needed to do that because of you know your uh, your ED problem." This is this is the exact response. Uh, everyone's just sitting and quietly. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, wait, what? He goes, yeah, you know, every once in a while, you're having some trouble with a little soldier there, huh? <laughs> and I'm completely confused because this has never been discussed at all. We've never discussed my little soldier at all. And I look at him, and before I can say, what? He winks at me, gives me the, <laughs> yeah. And he starts to laugh. I'm like, all right, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, I gotta tell your insurance company that you can't get it up so we can uh, we can do the testosterone testing to make sure you don't have low T. <laughs> that was my response. And now when this when we get to this point of it where everyone stops laughing and I, I just felt the need, I was like, so just so we're clear, I don't. You know, it, he, it works just fine. And he goes, yeah, everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I felt the need to, to share that with all of our friends. That's, yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't the WTF file. Oh, no, I have a better one for that. Oh, oh man. Wow. <laughs> something less personal. Something that everyone else can actually go see for themselves if they want. Because okay. I'm not inviting everyone else to come check my, my ED test. You would love it. 
I know we have males in the audience, not so much there. But, you know. But attention? Oh, it's, well, it isn't now, but no, I know you. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> let's move on to Ant-Man. I just wanted to get this yeah, story out. Yeah, we're done talking about your dick. Yeah. Can we go on to Ant-Man? All right. <laughs> That's a great segue from your dick to Ant-Man. I love it. <laughs> Wait, it does relate now, to Now, talking about things that are small. Yeah. <laughs> we went and saw Ant-Man this week. Yes, and one of the trailers we saw was for The Force Awakens. And this, this ties back. Because uh, we watched that phenomenal trailer that culminates with Han and Chewie saying... Chewie, we're home! Yes. Do you remember what I said to you that, at that moment? Because this goes back to the ED... Story. No, I don't. Um, I leaned over to Dr. Hugh and said, I'm pretty sure I got a little hard right there. Yeah. So, I just want to tie it all back together before we actually get and into it. you said him. guys didn't do it for you. <laughs> Good point. It was the Wookiee. Was it? No. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was Peter that. Mayhew and not a, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Wow, I can't I remembered the guy in the Wookiee costume, but not Indiana Jones. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ant-Man. Ant-Man was uh, a fantastic movie. Uh, I had a blast. Now, I'm not going to say that it was Guardians of the Galaxy good. My my takeaway impressions for, from this movie, though, it's definitely the most personal movie Marvel has made. And I think it's stronger for that because when you take... it's And I'm not going to say it has to be a small movie because it's a guy that shrinks. It's, <laughs> it, it, that's just dumb. But what a movie about an unconventional character. Like when we first announced this, I was like, really? They're going to make a movie about Ant-Man? That's never going to work. Right. Uh, it's really the personal touch that, uh, that makes this movie work because it, I mean, everything ties together. Yes. Um, it, it's a, a nice, tightly knit movie all about a, a man trying to redeem himself and get his daughter back. And as they say several times... Almost as if there were ants spying on him when his ex-wife says it to him. Be the man his daughter already thinks he is, or be the hero she already thinks he is. Yes. Uh, great line. Love that line. Didn't need to hear it three times. No, once was sufficient. Yeah. Uh, I did notice though that people keep talking about how the movie was funny. Now I'm not sure if this is just me, and I want your your thoughts on it, Paul. There were some funny jokes in, in this, but unlike other movies I've seen. Um, Especially, you know, the, when there's a room full of people, you know, for Avengers and stuff like that. There wasn't a lot of laughing. It felt like it wasn't laugh out loud funny or fall over funny. But there were a lot more jokes and there were a lot of funny things in it. it Smirk worthy. Yeah, but, you know, those jokes were better than that. I'm not sure if I just wasn't, if I didn't find it funnier because there wasn't a larger crowd laughing with me. Mm -hmm. Because there were the out loud moments. Yeah. And you know what I'm referring to near the end there with Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it was—it's it, a funnier movie than any other one Marvel's made. But I didn't laugh as much as I did during Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't understand that how it could be funnier, but I didn't laugh. I much. can tell you why. Why? Because it hits you right here in the feels, the whole thing with the underlying heartstrings pulling. It's—it's it's one of those where, even though it's funny, you're just—you're like smiling at him, like yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh, that—that's that's how I got it, because that's—it it nailed me immediately. With the daughter stuff. Yeah. The dad and the daughter stuff. I actually, like, with, with the birthday scene at the beginning, I got admit, I did get a little glassy-eyed. Well, as somebody that's actually gone to his ex-wife's house for his daughter's birthday parties, yeah. Yeah. 
didn't it's, quite have that happen. But. It, hits, it hits you right in the feels. That's where it got me. See, look at that. I can be modern, too. In the feels. I gotcha. And I lerved it. That's that so was, um, 2013. Hey, you know what? That's about as close as I get, okay? <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is we're really not as old as we make ourselves up. <laughs> no, yeah, sound like that. I know. Christ, I mean, we're up to date. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, but hey, who else could give somebody the Reed Richards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're making that a thing. Yes. Did we ever figure out what that was? No, we thing? have to we have to brainstorm that. Uh, I'll start googling stuff in nefarious places on the internet, and we'll just dub it at Reed Richards. Okay. We'll figure it out. Anyway, back to Ant-Man, which had nothing to do with Reed Richards. Thankfully, the, the Reed Richards it, it has to start by giving the thing. Pants? To an invisible woman. <laughs> no, pulling that, giving, taking the thing, giving it to the invisible woman. You got to flame on. You got to do something. There's got to be, got to be a way you can tie it all together. Take your thing and give the give the give the invisible woman slam. <laughs> oh God! What? Did you see our good friend Laura? Went? Yes. Yeah. I did. Why? Uh, Why? I don't know. Yeah, the thing doesn't have pants. Why? I don't know. You just brought that back. I'm traumatized again. <laughs> I'm so confused. That's okay. At your age, you should be. <laughs> she is. Oh, uh, the Fantastic Four movie. We saw the trailer for that uh, before Ant-Man. You're familiar with the Fantastic Four? Yeah, remember she said it looked like it was going to oh, be awesome? The yeah. thing. The big, big orange, orange guy, guy usually has blue trunks on. Has, he has no trunks. He has no pants. He's just a big orange guy. No. No pants naked. Does he have a, um, a dark, though? Do we know? Does he have I, a junk? I, 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 I'm hoping not. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I always assumed, especially since in the comics he had a girlfriend, that he probably did. He's got something going on. Yeah, I mean, at least he's got a, got a pee hole or something. Yeah, he's got to have some pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact that he doesn't have pants on just brings up a whole... I mean... How does he go to the bathroom? Yeah. Can you imagine the poops that would come out of that? <laughs> It'd be like charcoal. That would be great for camping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ben. We need to start dinner. Can you come here for a second? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so Ant-Man... <clears throat> yeah, let's yeah let's bring it back around to where we belonged. <laughs> does still tie in because we did see the trailer for it. Yes, and Ant Man does have pants. Yes. Uh, what did you think about Evangeline Lilly? Yeah, she's cute. Um, for a character that I know nothing about, because I'm not even sure if Hope Van Dyne exists. Like she doesn't, but she's. Um, well, Kevin Feige came out yesterday, I believe, and said there are big plans for Wasp in Phase 3. Oh, I'm sure. She, she's going to be a big player. Um, they, I, I think that they... I don't want to say underutilized her. Her character was really... At the end, she was okay, but her character was did get fleshed out, but it, I felt like I was supposed to give a shit more than mm -hmm. I did. I feel like, uh, you know, again, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe something got left on the cutting room floor. Uh, especially at the very end when uh, Hank catches them. Yeah. They out of nowhere? Them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, because you didn't, building up to that, you didn't see that coming at all. It, but you knew it had to be coming. Yeah, but, but in movies where two people who constantly fight are fighting end up hooking up by the end of the movie, 
there's usually there, there's fighting and there's flirtation. There, there, there's two things going on. Less of the flirtation in the beginning, a little more at the end so you can see it coming. In this movie, it was all like, I fucking hate you and I'll punch you in the face. All the way up until the... Very end. Yeah. And it was like, wow. I mean, you knew it had to happen thematically, but you, you couldn't see it coming. And Paul, you have a uh, sparkle in your forehead. Outstanding. <laughs> my soul gem. I don't know. I'm probably from that thing. From the special snowflake yes. hanging above the table? That's been here since the birthday party in February. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, something was missed there. There's a, there, there's a story beat that must have been cut. Or. Now, that's the one thing I did say is I mean, it, this movie was predictable. You knew where it was going to go. Yeah. Beginning to end. Um, and, you know, poor Anthony. That's all I got to say. He was one of my favorite characters in the movie. How about what we thought was just a cameo by Anthony Mackie? Oh my god, one of the greatest scenes in that movie. One of the greatest scenes in Marvel history. That was that awesome. Was great. And, and the, the go-away line on that. <laughs> yeah. It's Again, this will be, what, two weeks past when this comes out. Yeah. Okay, so people so, Yeah, we, we can give away spoilers, so we can, we can say the line. Yeah, Cap can never know about this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that, that was awesome. Uh, can we say what happened? Yes. Falcon gets his ass kicked. By Ant-Man. By Ant-Man. Uh, and, and that, that lead-up was great, because when they said, yeah, that the thing we need is an abandoned shield facility in upstate New York, I'm thinking to myself, oh, upstate New York, that's where you know the Avengers moved to their base. I, there's another shield facility in upstate New York, and then... <laughs> They show what was clearly an old satellite map because there's now a big A on the fucking building. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, he yes. thought he was going to an abandoned warehouse and end up dropping in to steal equipment from the Avengers headquarters. It was it was interesting. That was great. Somebody's home. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. okay, he can't see me. I can see you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Anthony Mackie was... So, First of all, that must have been a hell of a scene to play because you realize he's fighting with himself. They yes. didn't actually shrink Paul Rudd and have him do that. Wait, what? Yes, it's called a movie. Son of a bitch. So that means, you know, people probably don't even think about this watching the movie, that entire scene, Anthony Mackie was fighting with himself. Fighting he was kicking his own Nothing, ass. yes. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that must have been really hard to pull off. <laughs> just, just from an actor's perspective, how the fuck do I do this? How do I prepare for this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great scene. Um, lots of great scenes. I also really liked Corey Stahl as... Um, Darren Cross. Darren Cross. Yellow we're, Jacket. Yes. We're sitting there watching the movie, and I'm a big fan of The Strain uh, on FX, Sunday nights. And uh, Corey Stahl plays the main character in there, Ephraim um, something or other. And uh, that, that's his name, Ephraim something or other. And... Uh, it's weird because he's got a bald cap on in this movie, I'm assuming, uh, because he you know, was filming The Strain along with filming this, and he has a full head of hair now. Uh, he was great. He was awesome. Like, I mean, I liked him on The Strain. He was definitely the right choice to be the main character of the show, but, I mean, this is a... Uh, let's call it a summer tentpole, even though they're not expecting... He doesn't have to do Avengers number, this numbers. This is Marvel's last movie for the year. Yeah. This is their big deal. The guy that's on The Strain is now... You know, been in what is probably going to be, you know, top ten movies of the year, probably. Well, I would agree. Yeah, it's got to be a pretty big feather in his cap, even though I'm pretty sure uh, he's not coming back. Oh no, I wouldn't think so. Anyway, no. 
also, this movie had some of the cleverest sequences we've ever seen in any movie, let alone just a Marvel movie. Playing with the whole changing size thing, I, it, it's everything you could expect, you know? It's, it's like playing Micro Machines, the video game, if you remember <laughs> that from days gone by. Um, just blown away with what they did. Uh, did you think the CG? I mean, I, I felt like everything really looked really, um, really well considering what, what they were doing. I was worried that it was going to look very fake. Only one thing I saw that didn't look right to me, and that was the giant sized ant. That I thought looked a little goofy. Everything else in the movie was phenomenal. I, I wasn't a fan of the kaleidoscope effect when he shrinks down. Uh, oh, that good one. Yeah, when he, when he goes yeah. way past what he's supposed to. I thought that was kind of stupid. Yeah, um, and, and apparently we missed something in that. Really? They're saying that there is a major Easter egg in there. What is the Easter egg? He passes by something or someone in there. But we don't know who. That's up in the air. They're hinting that it may have been Janet. They're also saying that he may have passed by Eternity. The the cosmic abstract that had a lot to do with Captain Marvel may be in the quantum space which they legally can't call it but it was basically the microverse why can't they call it the microverse because Hasbro owns that stuff uh, I believe could be wrong and IDW will be putting out a new Micronauts comic book soon so. so so they've said hey there's an easter egg there but they haven't said what it is and nobody's picked it up yet is what you're saying. Um, that's the thing is there's, there's a bunch of conflicting reports I think it's because it's only been a couple of days yeah. I mean, we're going to get something soon. Yeah. We're going to find well, out. I was trying to pay attention there. Yeah, because uh, there was so much to see, but it was so trippy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what else is noteworthy. Great Stanley cameo. <laughs> that was funny, yes. Yeah, yeah and they, his um, cohorts, those three dummies. Yeah, I, I can see why they needed to be there. Um, wasn't really sold on the other two. I liked the, um, the his ex cellmate. Yes. Yeah, he, 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 he was funny. I liked yeah. him a lot. But yeah, uh, we really didn't need Ti or whoever the other guy was. Now you do know that um, uh, Paul Rudd made some statements yesterday about being on set for Civil War. I heard he was going to be there. That's all I yes. know. So um, I, I think that. Ant-Man definitely. Well, I mean, that kind of ties into the end credit the scene. The post-credit scene. Which, oddly enough, for some reason, I thought was Mark Ruffalo and not uh, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> With the hair and the eye. Yeah, it was dark. Um, but, so that must mean Winter Soldier's playing a big part in Civil War. I feel like that's actually leading right into Civil War. I think it's going to, yes. I just, I usually the end credits thing tees up to something that's going to happen. This one shows something that's already happened. Uh, yeah, and out of context, and I we were both confused. Um, didn't you say you didn't? You weren't sure about what Anthony Mackie's last line in that? Yeah, meant? I wasn't sure what he was talking about because he makes reference to this would have been a whole lot easier if it would have happened a week ago. And then Cap says something. I don't even remember what Cap says to him. He goes, "But I think I know a guy." And they referred to having to, to shrink down small, so we're pointing towards Scott Lang. Yeah. But that's all we really know, and I'm assuming we're going to get gaps filled in in Civil War. I hope so. Well, we have to. <laughs> the next step. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean that's it for Marvel for the year. It's sad. It is. I like Marvel movies a lot. MCU is done for 2015. No. Most of our audience, you think they already know the story with Ant-Man? I didn't, even going into the movie. I mean, I, I was familiar with Hank Pym, of course, because he's been uh, a big part of Marvel for years. Um, he's apparently dead now? I don't know that. This happened recently, apparently, in um, the Avengers oh. Rage of Ultron graphic novel. Maybe. No, I think that, that was, um, that's an out-of-continuity story, mm -hmm. no? No, you're thinking of the other one where they're pulling Avengers from different time periods together to fight Ultron. Okay. No, this I didn't is, know it was that. Yeah, apparently. Well, he's missing, presumed dead. Well, I'm not sure that he's really, um, really necessary. I mean, has he been a major player? He's been right. Giant Man. Just been Giant Man? Yeah. And I haven't read a single Marvel comic that he's been in for a couple of years now. So. This is going to tie into my recommendation here. But before we get to that, I, I, bring, I bring up the, the query about if people would be interested in knowing more about Ant-Man because the GeekPod Network's getting a little bit bigger. Um, new shows starting because I want to make it better for you guys. I want something to be showing up in the GeekPod feed every week. That's the way it should be. That That's what you guys deserve. Wouldn't you agree? When I, I say you guys, I mean... Those he, of you he out there. girls too. Yes. Guys, like, in in general. Use guys. You know how that goes. You, you, what? Use that, guys. That's what you're good at. Use guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's only so way, so many ways that I can get around the ED problem. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm referring to is I took it upon myself because I frankly love the sound of my own voice. And I love the exposure. And the equipment resides in my house, so it makes it way easier for me to take on new podcasts. Um, starting something called Out of My Head. It's just a solo show. It's going to be kind of like a podcast equivalent of a variety show. Where I just pick some kind of a topic. It's going to be very, very different each time. The first one I decided, you know, I, I don't know where I got the idea and why I decided to start with that. But it's all in Ant-Man Retrospective. Just everything that the fans might want to know. What coincidental timing. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? It is. And it just shows how in touch you are with popular culture and what's happening in today's theater. Finger on the pulse. Hell yeah. Um, and actually, by the time you're listening to this, that will probably have already dropped. That should drop in between the last episode of Geek Pod on the Lake and this one. <laughs> um, but... I mean, I, I think I've got a few cool things coming up, and I want to say thank you again to Laura, because she's the one that gave me the idea for the second episode, which is the one I told you about. Yeah. Yeah, and, and same idea. I'm not going to give too much away. I'm just going to tease the title of that one, because this one is also already recorded. It's called Meet the Overlords. So, let's uh, move on from that. Do we want to get into the recommendations? Absolutely. You want to start? I will. My recommendation for this week is Justice League 42. Now, you talked about... Uh, have you read anything about Justice League 42 yet? I saw a news blurb last night okay. about it. Here's the first thing. Um, this definitely is a story we want, we, you, you want to check out. I don't think it's going to be changing a lot of stuff like we thought po or pre-convergence. First thing that jumped out at me. This story picks up where they left off before Convergence. 
I open, I open, start looking at it, I'm like, eh? I was all confused because I forgot where we were because this story had started before Convergence. They stopped for two months and now they're picking it back up. So this was like continuing on the Dark Side War, right? Is that, yes. Okay. Now again, like I said, you know, we complained that Convergence didn't change anything. Um, I'd completely forgotten we were mid-story. That is not a good idea, DC. Don't end mid-story and do a two-month event. Uh, anyway, we clearly know now that even though Batman died, this story happens before that. And so they were talking, oh, well, Batman's going to be one of the new gods after Convergence. That's not what, what's happening. Uh, basically, the reason I'm recommending this is because this is going to be interesting. It's the very end of this, uh, this issue. Batman basically does become one of the new gods. And the title for the next issue is Bat-God. So Bat-God is now officially part of... I mean, it, it, it actually exists. It's been It's said. a thing. It's a thing. Now, this is going to be interesting, of course, because he has the power of, you know, a god at this point. Uh, this isn't going to last, obviously, because, you know, eventually him and the Joker, you know, die in a... You know, cave in, cave in as we discussed. Yes, uh, but if nothing else, it, it looks like it's it's going to be interesting. You know, to see where they take it. Um, what would what would a mere mortal do with the powers of a god? I'm really hoping he keeps true to Batman form and doesn't do anything stupid because that ultimate power corrupts ultimately. Um, I that doesn't apply to the goddamn Batman. No, it shouldn't apply <laughs> to the goddamn Batman because that that's why he he's better than the rest of the Justice League. At least that's why he always has been. I know Laura would not agree, but um, yeah, I, I want I want to see that play out. Um, so that's my recommendation. You know, check it out. I mean, it's a good story. You know, it's it's not you know mind blowing, but it sets up something that's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to the next issue, and that would be my All right, recommendation. You're gonna tease what part of that was? What what Bruce finds out? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to tell us. I think they're going to leave it there. That's what, what I. That's that was what I read in the article. What they yeah. did. What uh, when he becomes a god? I mean, it, it happens really quickly. But first, you know, think he kind of like you know who killed my parents, and it must come to him because he's a god because he knows everything. And he goes, "Oh, Joe Chill." And then he goes, "What's the Joker's true name or real name?" And then he goes, "That's not possible." So they've got to play with that though. Something's got to come you, out you know, First of all, the smart thing to do, as much as I want to know, is not to go there. Don't do it. Yeah. Because anything that you reveal is going to be it's going to be a letdown of the fans. It's going to, be, it's going to diminish the yeah. legend. The only thing you can go with that won't diminish the legend is saying that his true name is the Joker. Because he is totally and completely the being he is now. That what he was before doesn't even matter. As far as existence as a sentient thing is convinced or cares, Joker is really the Joker. That's the only thing you can do that isn't going to piss people off. The smarter thing to do is just leave it alone. Because Batman loves his secrets. That's very true. Uh, go ahead. It just you reminded me of uh, of a huge announcement from San Diego that ties into what you're talking about. Okay. One of these new DC animated movies. How did we not touch on this? Did you hear this? Um. Just speak. My brain's not working. The Killing Joke is going yes. to be an animated movie. Yes. How do you do that? First of all. Well, and, and not have half the company, the country butthurt, first of all. That's hard. Really hard. Well, you know, they're getting good. At, they're, they're not creating a persistent animated universe anymore, really. I mean, they kind of are, but they're not. But at least we're getting good animated adaptations of the classic stories. 
And that's a tough one. It's the best Joker story out there. Ever. Yeah, ever. Uh, that's an immediate buy for me. I never buy the DC animated movies. I don't. I just... I've gotten a few that were cool. You reminded me of another thing. You, you saw that Warner Brothers announced that they're making a Green Lantern Corps movie, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm interested. Especially if Chris Pine does play Hal Jordan. I'd be very interested to see that. Right? That's that's who they're saying is the, the oh, secret is front that, runner right now. Maybe. Chris Pine's in everything right now. In yeah. fact, I don't want them to pick Chris Pine only because he can only be in so many franchises. I True. Mean, he, 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 come on, they, they can't bring Ryan Reynolds back. I don't think they can, especially now that he's out there pissing all over it. No. No, no, no. You won't see it happen. And I wouldn't be against that. I liked Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan. So there you go, Laura. I liked the Green Lantern movie. Deal with it. Could it have been better? Yes. But we've, we've had this discussion a million times. You know so. what I've never told you, though? Is after I watched it, um, my wife was working, doing the summer camp thing at the time. As soon as her and I, the kids got home, um, I, if you might remember this. I, I don't know if you guys were there. I was so excited about that movie, I immediately rewatched it like two days later and made her watch it, just because the scale and scope of the movie was something I hadn't seen. And the scenes on Oh, Blew Me Away. Oh, yeah. I really thought it was a good movie. I didn't know it was a bad movie until people told me. <laughs> it had so much potential. Well, I, did, I can understand that the whole thing with Parallax is kind of like the whole thing with Galactus and Fantastic Four, but not having read the comic books, you wouldn't know that. And right. I still, I think it gets a bad rap that it doesn't deserve. That was my main misstep with it, was how Parallax was done. I mean, even Hector Hammond wasn't bad. And, and you know what makes me sad is that if they do this Green Lantern Corps movie and they're not going to take the past movie into account, that means we don't get Mark Strong as an Oh, I know. It was great. Yes, agreed. 100%. But there's nothing saying that they can't bring him back to do it. There isn't. Uh, Doesn't mean they will. They should. They should listen to us, but they don't. So I'm sorry. We're in the middle of recommendations. <laughs> we were. Lana, do you want to go? And I'll wrap it up, or do you want me to go now? Do you need a few more minutes to wake up? Or? Okay. Okay. My recommendation is Harley Quinn, Volume One, Hot in the City, and. I liked the beginning of this, even though it was confusing at first, because it has all these different, like, the entire, like, beginning of the book is just going through the artists and her, like, saying what she thinks of the art, like, how the artists are drawing her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so great. Is this a... The, she, does she break the fourth wall in this all the time? Like she knows yes. she's in a comic book? Yes. It's another one of those deals? Yes. Okay. I got you now. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> words come out of mouths in one sentences that people hear on the internet. I had this all planned out and then... Then you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to say. So that means there was a really good book. I'm assuming. Yeah, it must have been fantastic if she can't remember a thing about it. That's how I feel about the last 20 issues of Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would have fixed this problem? Notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but like, it, it's what, like a month into the summer? 
and I read this book near like when school was almost ending. You know, those things don't expire. You can go back and read. I know, but I didn't have it on me when he when he told you to have a recommendation, right? Yes. So I didn't so what this is, at my mother's house, so gentle listeners, is to. a tease for what is going to be coming. She is going to reread and come back with notes and give us a, a knockout yes. performance. Yes. It so there. Be better next time. We pulled the rug out from underneath you. That's what we did there. <laughs> Was that convincing at all? Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe. But now, Laura, just so you know, is a huge Harley Quinn fan, so she's going to be expecting big things from you. So. Okay. And we will tell her where you sleep at night. Shh. You know, a couple days a week that's at my house, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Vic, the other days, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that so. I don't want Laura coming to my house. She's nice. She can bring her family over. I don't want her coming to my house at 3 in the morning to kill my dog. <laughs> I can understand yeah. that. But you want her going to my mother's house at 3 a.m. in the morning to kill your daughter? Well, I'd rather she didn't kill you, but I'm not legally responsible for what happens in my mother's yeah. house. I have no control over that. <laughs> That's that. on your mind. I can't have an opinion about it. So. He's not allowed to. <laughs> so now, threats oh, of bodily thanks. harm. Thanks, Dad. I love you. I'm only kidding. CCPS. Listen to that. That's Child Protective Services. Anyway, my recommendation, again, it's going to be out of nowhere. Ant-Man, Annual 1. <laughs> came out this week. You didn't see that coming. Um, I was under the impression, and so this uh, this was a huge misstep on Out of My Head, issue one, episode one, uh, called Ant Mania, if you haven't checked it out. I, I say that that ends the current run of Ant-Man. Well, I was wrong, because at the end of it, it says that uh, there's an issue called Last Days of Ant-Man, number one, which is probably going to be the wrap-up for the series before Secret Wars grinds everything to a halt. Yeah. So, <laughs> annual number one was a fun story. As you know, Scott Lang's our current Ant-Man. And he's been doing his whole thing where he has Ant-Man security solutions in Miami. And uh, this opens up with him and his two employees, uh, Star Saxon, the machine smith, and the Grizzly. Yes, he has two former supervillains as his employees. They are sitting in a sports bar trying to do some bonding outside of work. There's football on. They're, they're hanging out. They're getting their food. <laughs> I just want to touch on this beat because Grizzly's sitting there and, and he's still in his big Grizzly suit. Are you, are you familiar with the supervillain? I am not. The Grizzly. I, I can imagine that. Yes, it is exactly what you would imagine. He is a large man in a giant bear suit. <laughs> His face shows. There are probably entire websites devoted to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are. There's an entire game devoted to a bear. What? Anyway. Five, five Nights at Freddy's? That's not. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> It's a horror game. It it looks. It's a good game. Continue. No, no, no. I'm I'm extremely curious now. There's what is a lot this? Of doing nothing. Go ahead. Then we'll go back to Ant Man Annual One. Remind me. Okay, so you're getting a new job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. 
and there's these animated anim, animatronic, animatronic like so it's animals. a Chuck E. Cheese basically yes. okay yeah it's like Chuck E. Cheese and at night if they turn them off then they like reset and stuff and they don't do what they're supposed to not very good programming is it but at night they roam around and they're programmed like anybody who's not in costume that's not allowed so you're the security guard not in costume yes not in costume and you have to look at these cameras and you have to keep track of where they are because if they show up at the door you have to close the door otherwise they're gonna stuff you in a Freddy Fazbear suit which wouldn't be that bad if they weren't filled with wires and stuff so you have to you have to keep looking at the cameras and you only get so much power so you have to be wary and you can't keep the doors closed because that drains the power so there's a lot of looking yes what is the I'm assuming this is like an app or something of that it's kind on of a game computer it's on your phone it's yeah. available everywhere now yeah I tried playing it once it is I guess critically acclaimed it's one of the biggest games out there right now I played the first one for a few minutes and I was like fuck this is boring <laughs> Because it, it's your, I'm basically watching a camera waiting to close the door. Essentially, but that that's only the first one. They've got two more now. I'm sure there's a fourth one that was announced, I believe. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, I don't think so. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was worth our time. Wasn't yeah. It? So, anyway. Hey, um, you guys are the ones who... I did to ask. Yes, it. yes, I did ask. And I told you to continue. That was, that was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at the sports bar. Grizzly, Machine Smith, and Scott Lang, who is in his Ant Man suit but not wearing his helmet. And uh, they're sitting there getting their food or whatever, and Grizzly's just sitting there hunched over going, Come on, come on. I asked you half an hour ago. I had to just ask again, and, and there's no build up to this. You turn the page. <laughs> And he freaks out on the bartender because he wants him to turn on the Bears game. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, he's in the Bears suit, but he's wearing a football jersey over it. And the bartender basically tells him to piss off because it's a, it's a Dolphins bar, and if the Dolphins are playing, that's all they ever watch. So <laughs> he gets into an argument with the bartender over watching the Bears game. And Scott's in the background looking at Machine Smith and goes, Is he even from Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> that just cracked me up. But a news report comes on as they're getting thrown out of the sports bar because of the altercation over the TV. And that's when it tells you about Hank Pym being gone. Um, he's presumed dead after a fight with Ultron. And that's when the, they brought back the editor's note to say, hey, check this out in Rage of Ultron. That's the only reason I know about it. And so it basically goes into Scott, you know, kind of feeling bad about himself. You know, oh, you know, you know, he's basically the guy that sent me on that straight and narrow, yada, yada, yada. And then J. 
Janet Van Dyne shows up and she is the executor of his of Hank's estate and she gives something to Scott we don't know what at the time and basically gives him the pep talk saying you know you were always his favorite you know do with this what you will blah 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 well it sends Scott into a flashback about a recent adventure they had gone on together and that's the, the premise of the story um Egghead is the villain. It's a, an old Silver Age villain from Hank Pym's. And all this time he was supposed to be dead. Well, you find out he's not dead. He has acquired um, a group of Avengers LMDs, basically. And he is going to bring them back, get them up and running, and sick them on the Avengers. Well, he needs help doing this, so he gets a kid from Tech Busters, which is basically like a geek squad kind of thing. But he knows the kid, because the kid was, like, he was supposed to be this, like, rising star in the AI field until Pym decided that AI isn't a cool thing and tried to shut it all down through that the Avengers AI series, basically. So it ruined this kid's career. Now he's working as a geek squad guy. So Egghead makes him help get these... The AI Avengers, Egghead calls them, <laughs> um, online, and he wanted Egghead's big plan was to uh, use them to infiltrate the Avengers, basically like get rid of the real ones and have them infiltrate the team and bring down the team. And the kid points out, he's like, "No, they're all wrong. Your Captain America's white. <laughs> Thor's a dude. He's going through all these things, like basically knocking on the fact that." These are all the old versions of the Avengers. Because these are like yeah. the 70s team. It was Wonder Man in his safari coat. Um, Odin's son, Thor, in his old costume. Classic cap. Um, Ms. Marvel in her classic costume. Like back for the black costume. Yeah. The Beast and one other person. I don't remember. Hawkeye. <laughs> it, it was... It's... It's a definitely a light-hearted tale, just like the rest of the series has been. But they end up defeating him <clears throat> along the way. And it was basically like their goodbye to Hank Pym in the book. And this kid that gets kidnapped by Egghead, you find out on the last couple pages that he got fired from his job at Tech Busters because Egghead left him a one-star rating. <laughs> the job <laughs> so you find out that this this young man he is of Indian descent and he is a homosexual they make that clear because you know he's interacting with the boyfriend fiance whatever he is at that point talking about how they need to find a new job for him yada 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 and he gets a delivery on the last page he opens up the gift and it is the giant man costume with a note from Scott Lang saying you can't do any worse than I did Ooh. So we're getting a new giant man. I gotta ask you, does Scott Lang bear a strong resemblance to Paul Rudnow? He does not. He still, so far, looks the same. Now my question is, once we come out the other side of Secret Wars, when the new series starts, is he going to look like Scott of Lang? Of course. I mean, is he going to look like Paul Rudd? So, yeah. But... Sorry, got sidetracked over there. 
very good read. I, I definitely recommend it. It's a little more expensive, obviously, than your typical two ninety nine book now because it is a, it's an annual, so it's yeah. packed solid. I would say go out and buy it right away. Back out, huh? Yes, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. I was surprised there was no mention of Cassie in it, but they didn't go that route at all. She's gonna hit her head on the mic. I know. I'm waiting for you. You're just gonna hear a. <laughs> Don't be like, dude, I told you so. So that's that's all I got. Um, now we have Lana's homework. She's going to come back with a Dynamite Harley Quinn review for us for next yes. time. Okay. And you said you wanted to discuss something in a segment that we have not used in quite a while. Yes. This is a segment we like to call Take My Money. Now, I had an interesting experience this week. went looking for a new uh, personal vaporizer. I think I've talked about this before. I'm a former smoker, I, I now vape, and uh, up until this point my favorite device has been something called uh, an iTaste VTR, which is from a company called Anything Now. Uh, went out looking for a new device. There is a place near my house, on, it's on Genesee Street, it's called Southpaw. Now this is not a recommendation for Southpaw, okay? My wife and I go into this place and we start looking at things, and you know, my wife has thought about, you know, Maybe it'd be interesting to do this. She used to smoke, but she quit. Just had some questions, that's all. You know, because you know, I had questions too. I've been doing this for three years, but you know, I'm not rebuilding my own coils or going that crazy. So we're both just asking the guy questions, just curious. Uh, he's like, no, no, you want this. And he basically, no, you want this. Everything you know is wrong. He didn't say that, but everything that I tried to talk to him about, oh, no, you're wrong. No, this is how it is. This is what you kept bringing us back to the same two devices. Um, we were both uncomfortable. Even my wife was like, that guy was a dick. He wasn't acting like a dick. He, was, he had a smile on his face. Um, but he completely disregarded everything that we told him, everything we were looking for. Um, all the questions we had just was like, ah, you know, no, this is what you want. Um, I've, had, I've worked with salesmen like that. I've had salesmen like that working with me at my old job. Uh, was very disappointed and was just going to call it a night and then I suggested Unique Sigs because I've, I've gone there before. I, I, I usually do most of my shopping online. If you don't know, Unique Sigs is a, uh, a vape store. There's one in uh, Great Northern Mall. They have a kiosk and they have a store uh, on uh, the corner, of, basically it's the corner of Route uh, 31 and Route 11. Right They're there. in the old so, firehouse or whatever, yes, right? Yeah, the old firehouse. Yes. I've been in there before, that one, and they were nice. But we went to uh, the one in Great Northern. They were awesome. Well, actually, she was awesome. I would say Patricia was her name. Answered all, all my questions. Walked out with a great deal on something called an iTaste i34 Mini. If you are, are vaping or you are thinking about vaping, definitely a device to check out. Uh, it's been online. It's been dubbed the Sonic Screwdriver because it looks a lot like the Sonic Screwdriver from Doctor Who. Regardless, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to go out and get this. I just really, I had a great experience with her and a bad experience at Southpaw. And I wanted to come out in the only public forum I have and say thank you, Patricia, uh, for answering my questions and getting me into a device I really like. And fuck you, Southpaw, for being an arrogant asshole. But that place is literally, I could ride a bike to that place. That could have been my go-to store instead of ordering stuff online because of the way that guy treated us. Not going to happen. Yeah. Now, if, if my wife had just come in with questions, I get it. Because in my old job, when you have somebody who doesn't know anything about it, you sell them into what makes you the most money. That's how most salesmen work. I'm not saying it's right. That's just how it's done. I've been doing it for three years. I've been vaping longer than that fucking store's been there. Granted, I don't know everything because it's not my job. But to disregard everything I say... Yeah, not I'm cool. looking for... No. 
So definitely, if you're into that or you uh, have any questions, check out Unique Sigs. That's their website, UniqueSigs.com, or feel free to hit me up on the Facebook page if you have any questions. I'm a big proponent of this. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Take my money. Thank you, guys. Fantastic. Now, you just you just touched on that again. We were discussing the Facebook page. Um, after we on Look at you go. It was th This all went down after we recorded the last episode, didn't Correct. It? Okay. So it's been active for two weeks, but we've never really touched upon it. Um, if you've listened to that out of my head, I do mention it on there, that you can join in the fun and on the discussions there. We have started a fan group, I guess you could say. I, don't, I really don't like to call our friends that listen fans, because I can't really ever believe that anyone is a fan of me. So... <laughs> what we did is um, we were getting a lot of comments just on the, the regular Facebook page and it's really hard to interact you can't really get nice threads going and stuff there so we decided the best thing for you guys was to start a fan group hangout place kind of thing you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash geekpodlegion, G33KPOD Legion, L-E-G-I-O-N. Impressive, huh? Yeah. Yeah. In the head. Yes. No notes. <laughs> she's awake. She's looking at me. Oh, is she? I was going to put my water on her head. <laughs> Microphone's in a board. Let's not. <laughs> But yeah, we, we've got a few people on there, and, and it's starting to come to life. It is. It's coming alive. Um, I'm going to take a take a second here to give you guys a moment to take a wild guess at who one of our most prolific writers on there is. Is it Lana? No. Uh, we all know that she doesn't like to write. Corbs has got to be interacting with us now, right? If I could put crickets in right now, I would. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. It's it's a big joke. Everyone is well aware that Miss Laura is very vocal on there with us. So I'd like to thank her, and she doesn't know it. She won't know it until she hears this. But I'm actually going to make her a moderator on that board. She is getting some power. Congratulations on your promotion. Yes, it comes along with a, a significant pay increase of nothing. So. Well, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. And uh, ultimate power corrupts ultimately. So we're watching you, Laura, just so you know. And I think on this shortened episode of Geek Pod, we're going to start wrapping things up with my WTF. A shortened episode? And I'm being sarcastic because we're over two hours already. Jesus Christ, my wife's going to kill me. Probably. <laughs> So, yesterday in uh, Japan, I believe in Nagasaki, Japan. Yesterday in Japan, some of my best memories start with that. Nagasaki, yes. Um, a new hotel opened. It's apparently attached to a, an amusement park. This is called the Hen Na. Hotel. Okay. Have you heard anything about this? No. I'm going to link to it on the show notes when this goes up as well. Henna 
in English means weird. So this is the weird hotel. This is the world's first hotel entirely staffed by robots. Whoa. Have they passed a self-awareness test? I don't think your room was in there, no. No? Um, it really wasn't a room. Again. I know. It was just because yes, I was making a play on I like it, yes. Part. This is a thing. This is a real thing. You can watch a video on there that's kind of like a little tour of the place. The front desk people are robots. There's two. There's a uh, Japanese-speaking one, which is a made to look like a very attractive, very lifelike Japanese woman. And then there's an English-speaking robot. That's a velociraptor. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, wearing a funny little hat and a bow tie. Here. That I do have a picture of. Let me turn this around here for you. That, that is your front desk guy if you speak English. That's, that's, yeah, that, that's our guy. Um, it's a very self-serve. I mean, you're obviously you have to key your own information in and everything. There are 72 rooms available now. They're keeping the place only half full while it opens. Because it literally opened yesterday, July 17th. By next year, there will be 144 rooms available. But they're keeping it kind of low-key right now to you know make sure things don't go wrong and the robots start killing people. Um, rooms are going for as little as $75 a night. Really? Yes. Um, they have robotic bellhops that take your stuff to your room for you. There is a robotic concierge in the room that will tell you what they have for food. They want to bring you room service. Who makes the food? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with robots, but it probably isn't robots. No. Um, they do have a full security staff that's behind the scenes that are real people. But your day-to-day -day stuff in there is all done via robot. Wow. Yeah. I, I saw this on uh, the Wall Street Journal yesterday, and I was like, you know what? That's Because be, be, before I found this, the Paul's physical was my WTF file. That got bumped <laughs> for the weird hotel. Now, I think the uh, the big question is, would you stay there? I would love to go check this place out. But would you stay a night? Yes. See, I don't know that I would want to do that. But why? It's robots doing everything for you. But robots. Exactly. I mean, it's, it reminds me, all I can think of, I had to look up the name to make sure I got it. it was the old uh, Doctor Who episode, The Robots of Death. And <laughs> I, it, it just... I think I would... Not that I'm a technophobe. I think I would be scared to stay there. Yeah. Even with knowing that you have full... Real people as a security team? Yeah. I've seen movies. <laughs> okay. Robocop. We watched Jurassic World last night. They had a full security team, too. Yeah. And they also had Wilson Fisk. They did. So we had Star Lord and Wilson Fisk fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. That was a phenomenal movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I thought uh, that um, 
Oh my God, Chris Pratt. He actually didn't come off as well in that movie as I expected he would. Really? Yeah. I thought he was great. So did I. But, no, he was great, but he was very plain action hero-y guy. Um, it didn't have the personality that uh, Star-Lord had. He also didn't have the Walkman, which that was a few well, lost points there. I, I'm not sure that he could put the personality that he had in Star-Lord into that character because it's a completely different, like, kind of character. Well, it is a different kind of character. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, Chris Pratt has been very good at uh, creating fully realized characters, okay? And you can't say it was just Jurassic Park, because look at Sam Neill or anyone else who started at the other ones, who filled that same role. Lots of... Nuance. Yes. Um, Chris Pratt showed up and did his best Chris Pratt impression, which was really good as far as Chris and Pratt impressions go. <laughs> it was definitely serviceable. Um, I, Unlike Guardians, I did not feel that that movie would have uh, lost a lot if they hadn't put it somebody, some other similarly talented leading man in there. It, it didn't... It's great that it's a breakout role for him, and he's he's gonna go on to do more Jurassic Park movies. But uh, it, it didn't feel special, maybe. His you know, performance. I mean, his performance was was fine, but that's yeah. The other thing I've seen him in blew me away. He blew me away. Gotcha. He didn't blow me away in this, he, and and maybe that's the way the character was written. But that's why you choose an actor like Chris Pratt, who can elevate the material to the, to the, that level. Um, I didn't feel like that happened to that. Well, maybe um, as he does the other movies, he'll we'll get more, more build of a up sense the, of character. the character. Yeah, but, but like, as an actor, I would think he would have pushed for more then because while he's filming that film, he's not going, uh, you know, I could be doing better, but I'll fix it next. Uh, I'll, I'll fix it in the next podcast. I mean movie. <laughs> um, he doesn't know that he's getting a next movie at that point. Good so point. I would have thought he would have gone to them and said, you know, I feel like I can do more with this. You know, it, I mean, he, he was great, but I, I'm not knocking him, but I, I really was expecting a, lo a lot more from him, given what I've seen from him. That's right. Yeah. You got that, Pratt? You were a disappointment. Do better. Well, it's not like he pulled a Chris Evans, right? <laughs> uh, and he definitely didn't give her the Henri Richards. Well, not before the credit credits rolled, anyway. Right. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, check back within a week of this posting for probably another Out of My Head. And as usual, you can find us in all the normal places. iTunes. Blueberry. Stitcher. Facebook. And our website www.geekpod.com Could we put a little more into that? That sounded very... Flat? Bland. Yeah, it sounded very flat. <laughs> well, that's what they get. I'll probably end up cutting this whole end off anyway. Yeah. Are we yeah. doing that bad? No, 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 no. no. It's, uh... I had no idea. I had no walkout. Yes. <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> I had, uh... No, no end game on that one when I started into it, so... Yeah. You know All what right. fixes that? Just hitting the mic. Or notes. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod.
want to get in touch with us, email us at contribute at geekpod.com.